Hello and welcome to the Tenpence Arcade Podcast. My name is Victor Marland, aka Vertvic, and tonight we have another two podcast co-hosts with us. And the first one. I'm very pleased to announce Pete Han. <laughs> Thank you for the for the great intro there. I, I really appreciate that. Thank you so much for having me on. That's no problem, Pete. And we've also got that northern monkey, Sean Holly. Hello, <laughs> Sean. How are you? Hey, fellas, you're right. Yeah, good. Thank you. Good. good. Thank you. The reason we have Pete on tonight is because the game we have been playing, Black Tiger. He's not bad at it. Are you, Pete? No, I, I, I'm familiar with the game. Familiar. Tell, tell, be honest, tell the listeners why you're so familiar with that game. Well, uh, I, I've been playing it for a while, and I um, I, I did some high score uh, hunting on it. Um, I currently have the arcade uh, highest score um, on this version of the game. Um, there are higher scores done on MAME, so I, oh, right. I do want to recognize those. But uh, right now I do have the current high score on Twin Galaxies and Orcade for uh, Black Black Tiger. Um, so yeah, I, uh, I am familiar with the game. I've, I've scored over a hundred, uh, or 1.72 million. Oh my Lord. Wow. It's <laughs> not, not bad. I'm just thinking of my score. <laughs> it's not quite there. Not quite there. Um, right. We'll get onto that game later on, but before we do that, we'll have a little bit of a chat about what we've been up to lately. So Sean first up in the North, Sean, what have you been up to son? Things. Yeah. I've been not doing a lot, obviously, cause we've been furloughed haven't we at the arcade so yeah. i've been watching loads of netflix amazon youtube youtube lots of youtube lots of youtube like a child yeah there's, there's great youtube videos about... have you been doing the tiktoks as well no you look confused oh, that's that other thing isn't it that's that other <laughs> thing isn't it? No. spoken like a real dad well done sir yeah i've been yeah out for plenty of walks with wife yeah uh, solving crimes solving crimes yeah. Uh, go, elaborate. <laughs> I'll just miss. Come on, let's see how quickly you can make up a crime. Come on. Right. I've, I've, there's been some knockdown trees that I've been investigating. Yeah. And what was it, squirrels? I haven't. I've not got to the bottom of it yet because. No, no conclusions. No. What about your bears. hypothesis? I reckon it's bears. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, Pete. Stole- Stolen cats. Stolen cats. Pete, yeah. out in Chicago land, what have you been up to lately? Well, I've been uh, also uh, on YouTube a lot, um, and also uh, I've been watching uh, a couple of shows. You know, Netflix, uh, uh, WandaVision. I finished watching the whole series. I, I enjoyed it. It took off slow, but I, I enjoyed it a lot. Um, and I watched uh, Insert Coin about uh, the uh, 1990s uh, Midway uh, documentary. Uh-huh. That, that came out recently. I'm glad you said that. Did you enjoy that one? I did. Uh, I did not because I thought it was about uh, early Midway and early Williams, and I was getting quite well, excited because yeah. I saw Eugene Jarvis on there. And then it was about the later games, which probably you're more familiar with, like Mortal Kombat and Narc and things like that later on. And yeah. Yeah, uh, which was not really my favourite game. So I sort of got halfway through it and went, nah, it's, it's getting a bit too modern. And those kind of games I'm not, not that interested in, so I didn't really watch much of that. WandaVision, uh, I heard a lot of hype about it. I'm not a Marvel fan at all. And I thought, oh, there's people going on about this. I'll start watching this. It might be a bit different, because it's supposed to be a little bit different from the usual sort of mm-hmm. Marvel stuff. And I watched about three episodes of it and went, this is junk. And I just... 
But apparently, if you are into Marvel, you will get a lot out of it. This is true. And, and the, I will say the first three episodes are very slow and don't get to the point. Like, you yeah. gotta give it at least one more episode. Right. Because <laughs> I, knew, I knew something was going on. There was something meta going on. Like, mm-hmm. she was either, and I'm not gonna, hopefully, I'm not gonna give anything away. I'm not trying to. She was either in a coma or an alternate reality or something like that. Something definitely was going on. And I sort of understood where it was going. But the way they presented it with it being like a 50s and 60s sitcom, I just thought it was really cheesy and I didn't really like it that much. I do enjoy those older shows like Bewitched and, you know, this kind of things. And I just thought, ah, this is just, it's not really a pastiche. It's not, it's not really an homage to it. I thought, nah, didn't really get into it. But I'm not really into those things anyway. Did you see that one, Sean? You've been watching that? I've heard about it, but I'm not really into Marvel. But apparently this is not Marvel, is it? It's more of a kind of a weird, surreal spin-off, isn't it? Yeah, another way for them to make money. Yeah, that could be it. That could be Which it. Which is, I'm quite cynical with the Marvels. But the thing with Marvel is, I, I really like some of the old comics, and I think that's why they should have kept it in the comic books, because they are absolutely brilliant. You know, stories and, and the illustrations are amazing. But then when they started doing the the films, it just seems like a, a cynical way of just making toys and, and just content and just cash, cash, cash. And it's just, but people like it, so whatever. Uh, yeah like i said before they are good it's just uh, mm. it's the same thing over and over again if you want like a a, a popcorn film or like loads of fighting and shooting and lasers and cgi and and, and cheese bandits cheese and bandits? stuff like yeah that's 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 my new superhero cheese bandit cheese bandit Loads of steel cheese yeah i'm a cheese I haven't, bandit i haven't got that far in his plan yet pete but okay. i'm i'm sure we'll sort it out have yeah, you got the ideas yeah. into marvel yet sean not yet, because they've stopped taking me calls. We've <laughs> got an injunction yeah, out on you. It's okay. It's okay. We've been watching loads of Jason Statham films and Dwayne oh. Johnson films. Oh. Just, go- just Google them and watch them. Just oh. great. They're just, just throwaway fun, you know. Garbage. Yeah. I'm going to take my socks off because it's quite hot in here. Is it? Just thought I'd tell everyone that. Oof. Uh, other oh, stuff. Smell, smell your feet from here, Vic. <laughs> so, Mr. Sean, you've been uh, cheating on me again, haven't you? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that bit. Yeah, tell yeah, us what you've been up to, if they haven't already heard. I've done not one, not two, not three. Actually, I've done another one. I've done podcasts oh. with Retro Asylum. That was me and you. We, we did that. Yes, Can we did that. Yeah, Guilty. That consoles and computer games that would have done well in the arcade and there's some really good ones mm-hmm. check that out kids we put a link in the no shows and i did one on pixel hunt because they were going through random games on the nes or famicom mm-hmm. and they unrandomly picked 1942 so i could be on the show so i did that one <laughs> cheats and i've also done one with maximum power up of otherwise known as minimum power down that's what Lesson. we call them yeah, on twin stick shooters, twin stick arena shooters. So start from Robotron, move all the way up to like next Machina, which, uh, to be honest, I haven't played. But a, a lot of them in the list. It, me and Chris Smith, uh, K June did the, the the Chris Smith, the older Chris, the Chris Smith. That There's two of them, everyone. Yeah, that's what I meant. It's the newer one than the older Chris Smith. Right. Next Machina is that on current consoles? I heard. I heard of it. Yes. Yeah. It's on PS. I might be on PS5. It's PC as well. Apparently mm-hmm. PC is supposed to be the best one. They always are, aren't they, with the souped-up graphics? No and idea. I've done another bit. I'll come to that. So, Sean, did you enjoy 1942 on the NES? Because I think it's quite a good little version. Yeah. It's I easier thought, for a start. I thought it was pretty good. I thought 
like if I was a 15 year old, I, don't, I, might, I might be spoilers here for the show, but if I was a 15 year old and I got this game. What, a long, went, long time ago? Yeah. Oh, and I got my horse and carriage down but to the sea. You didn't have wheels then, Sean. <laughs> I got my horse and carriage down to the seafront. That's twice a year I used to go and play like that. Morning, Jacob. Got home. And then I bought this. I thought, wow, this is arcade perfect. But then you go back next year and it's not. It, it is decent for a for a game that's like 8 bit. Apparently, mm. 1943 on the Nezzy Street's better. But this right. is one of the early games, I think, on the Nintendo Entertainment System. And it was a, there's a whole history behind it. But check out the podcast, kids. Pete, 1942 or 1943 for you? Well, I, I prefer playing 1942 only because it's slower paced and I can handle it. 43 yeah. is, is kind of crazy. And I don't like that you have to keep shooting the power ups to get the right power up yep. item that you want. Um, uh, yeah, exactly. I always find that when, when you're reading about the two, I say someone on Facebook said, oh, I've been playing 1942. Everyone goes, oh, 1943 is better. And it's nearly always the American people who say they prefer 43. And when I go to American arcades, you usually see 43 rather than 42. But I'm yes. glad that you like the better one anyway, because we're, we're total fans of 42. Mm. 1943, I did try to get into it a little while ago. I was playing it not too long ago, actually. And it just seems crazy. It just seems really, really frantic from the very beginning. Yes. Yeah, and as you say, you only get one life. It's just your health bar goes away down and you're dead. And I, I never like that. I like to have specific lives in a game. And you can obviously get hit a few times as well, which is the thing with the health bar. So mm-hmm. I'm never really that keen on those kind of shooters with health bars. I prefer proper lives. You know, get hit once or whatever, and then you, you lose a life or whatever. Yes. I think the sequels, like 1941, I think, came after that. That was good. Yeah, like that one. What was it, 19? I think it was 19XX. And then they went widescreen with the Neo Geo version, 1944. Mm. And I like all them. It's just 43, like shooting the power-ups and concentrating on shooting the power-ups, getting killed because you, 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 that's what I don't, that's what I didn't like with. I have the same thing with bells and whistles. When you're trying to shoot them stupid bells to get the thing, and also parodious when you're trying to get those, you sort of forget mm. what you're doing and get hit by something. I prefer just to, to grab a power-up as it's coming at me. I do that when I'm driving. What with power-ups? Power-ups? Forget what I'm doing and hit something. Mm, yeah, don't you know, do that, you, kids. You're singing and in the car or knitting or something. You should really be driving, but you know, or people you know, normally get a sandwich. People normally get out of the way. You can imagine the policeman. Uh, hello, sir. Is this your car? Yes. Uh, is that a trifle you're making there, sir? Should not be doing that in the kitchen. It's a sh- <laughs> sh- what are them weird scarves that look like a tube? A schnoosh. A schnoosh. A shoot. A snood. <laughs> What's it called? A snood. That's it. Oh my god, this is going to go in the, the, the 10 pence dictionary of stupid words shorts make up. Uh, a sh- a I'm making a snood. I'm making a snood. What is that? I don't know. But it's yeah. a round tube made of wool. Yeah. I also watched, uh, there's a thing called Console Wars, uh, which is uh, a TV show from a book with the same name. And that was a little bit better, but it was mostly mostly about the, um, the the childish games that Sega and Nintendo had against each other. Which, when you sort of watch, you think, "Oh God, was that really necessary?" But when I was oh, I, yeah, I was older yeah. than a teenager then, when when that was going on, it was the SNES and then Mega Drive. And you sort of look back and think, "God, that was childish." Them, you know, going against each other and just taking the Mickey out of each other, you know, in advertisements and stuff. When they were both really good consoles. You know, why couldn't you just have both? I know you couldn't as a kid. You probably couldn't have one as a kid, but they were both great. And it just, yeah, mm-hmm. it was all about sort of the, the corporate sort of thing going on then. But uh, Nintendo won. 
in the end, obviously, because they're still going. Well, I think at the time it was a close run match, weren't it? I think we, we had more Sega over in Europe, didn't we? And and the US guys had more. Yeah, we were. Uh, Super we were more Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, we we definitely. I mean, at least our family was more Team Nintendo. Mm. It seemed like more people on the blocks had Nintendos than Segas. Yeah, because um, I remember when I bought a Mega Drive Two when they were new. It was about 1990, I think it was. Must have been maybe later. And I bought one from New, and I loved it because it had the three games in the pack in with it: it had the Golden Axe, Revenge of Shinobi, and Streets of Rage One on the same cartridge. And that is a really good pack in, really good pack in. Mm. So that was excellent. So I remember playing that a lot, and I think I got a SNES a little bit later. But at one time, I did have both, uh, which was great because certain games you couldn't get on there. But I didn't realise at the time. I always thought this the Super Nintendo was the higher rated machine, but the, apparently the Mega Drive had more oomph under the under the hood. Did it? I yeah, I never know. knew I that. Very similar. Yeah, I love them both. Still love them both to this day. Mm. So, what games have we been playing lately, Sean? God, what, what have you been playing, Pete? Uh, I've been playing a little bit of Black Tiger just to refresh my memory. So I, I played played through it once and could still one CC it, but it, it was it was close. <laughs> God, how do you um, do that? The uh, the other couple games uh, I recently uh, was playing Captain Commando, the the Capcom beat 'em up. Commando, um, Commando, Commando. Yep. So it does when you put the coins in. Yep, it says commando every time. Um, and the, uh, the 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 other game I've been playing is called uh, Thunderhoop, and it's sequel TH Strikes Back. Um, I've, I have uh, one credit cleared both, but I'm I'm looking to try to improve my scores. So that's the uh, that's the last three I've been playing. Cool, nice. Captain Commando was a game I remember playing early in Mame's life when I first got Mame. It's one of the games I played because I don't think I ever saw that one in the arcade, but. When I was playing, I thought this is absolutely brilliant. I, I always play the baby in the sort of the robot walker. Me, me too. That's, that's, that's my, a that's really my cool little thing, and I like the the bit in that game where you can actually chop people in half, which is quite cool. Mm-hmm. You it's, actually chop the guys in half; and they sort of slide off together. It's cartoonishly uh, gory, which, yeah. which I appreciate, and it's kind of short for for a Capcom game. Uh, you know, like Final Fight, it's a that's a forty five minute plus game, and this one's oh, wow twenty five thirty. So I, I really appreciate that it's not super long. Yeah. I, I have credited through it before, but I don't think I could do it in one go. That seems quite, quite difficult to do that. But yeah, some of the bits yeah. in there are brilliant. I really like it. Sean, what have you been up to, game-wise? Uh, I've been playing a lot of Black Tiger, a lot. Yeah. It's cured me of my mouse addiction. Honestly, oh. I thought I, I was getting quite addicted to mouse. We, didn't we do the podcast in December? Yeah, it's a long time. I'm still it? playing it now. Have you improved I, on your second world record? No, I want you to um, one CC. I really want you. To, sorry, I want you to kill screen it because we know it starting, can. I keep starting from the fourth level through because the first three are just too slow. So I need to start from the beginning and then just get a, get a complete clear where that kill screens and that would be about five hundred thousand. I, I will do it. But it's just it, not long. It's about twenty minutes. Really? To get that mm-hmm. many levels? Wow. Five times four, so that's hundred and twenty-seven. No, it's twenty. It's twenty. It crashes. <laughs> don't know, don't know, mate. It crashes on the twenty-first level. Yeah. One, two, three, four, five. Yeah, twenty-first level. It crashes. It's weird, isn't and it? You, you can do a level in a minute. Yeah, so but yeah, the, the later bat levels, I can't do that, that. I just don't. Know, I just can't fathom how you do them flipping bat levels. I tried and I tried and I tried, and I just could not do them. 
But I've got yeah. my own special version, which is easy, and I should just marathon that for forever. It's brilliant. I love that. Well, I haven't played it for a while though since, so which I need to get back onto that. Um, I've yeah, been I playing uh, no arcade stuff whatsoever, apart from Black Tiger. Um, mm-hmm. If people have been watching our little spats, on, <laughs> I can call them spats on Twitter. I I have opinions of Black Tiger. Um, and we'll talk about that later. But I have been playing it. Um, it's not one of those games where I just go, nope, not playing it, which I have done before because I'm a contrary get. Yes. But I've been playing Black Tiger a little bit. Uh, I've been playing a lot of the original Vectrex games. I've been very, very busy with work because, um, you know, I said my work was getting quite quiet and they're going to be furloughing people. Yeah. One week that lasted. Now we're crazy again. Busy, 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 busy. So it's people good for want small little metal parts making. They want ejector seats for jets. That's what everyone wants an ejector seat for a jet. That's what they need. Could you get me one cheap bite? Um, I haven't got a jet. I think they're a hundred thousand pounds, something like that, when they actually sell them. For one seat? Yeah. It's not a stool, Sean. It's got explosives <laughs> in it. Anyway. Like a, not like a gaming chair. Well, you could say that. If you press one button, you game very quickly upwards. Oh, I'll give very it a go. Very quickly. Just if you can sneak one out of back door, Vic. I won't tell anyone. Well, we don't actually door. assemble them. We just make facelets, parts for them, which I don't that's know what they rubbish, are. That's a rubbish job. It's a rubbish job. Uh, but also, <laughs> at work, um, I have also been making secret stuff. I've been yeah. uh, making things which we, well, I can't really talk about because it is quite a secret project for me. It involves gaming, put it that way, and it's made out of metal. So, yeah, that's pretty good. I've been really excited to make those. I've been making loads of stupid joysticks. You know how many of these things I make. I've been making, I've mm. made an arcade styly one, which is the, the, the Jalico pony style. Yeah, it looks really cool. Though. And you instead of that being on, uh, Instagram or Twitter, didn't you? I think I saw that one before. Yeah, there's a few on Twitter, but this, this one here is not Vectrex for a change, which is usually what I make them for. But this one has got a, Zero delay USB interface in it. So you can plug this into a Mac, uh, a PC, uh, a Pi, a Linux computer, whatever. I've got a feeling they may even work with co- with the later consoles like the PS4 and stuff. I've never tried it actually because I haven't got a PS4, but it's a USB device anyway. It just comes up on a Windows computer as a, as a standard joystick or something. You just plug it in and play it. So I've been doing those. So I'm making those. Um, I also found a really, really tiny little joystick to make mini ones out of, which is that little silly thin there. Can you see that, guys? I'll put a picture on on the no shows. Yeah, a little po- a little box. You could, you buy these boxes, don't you? And yeah, these little ABS plastic boxes from places like DigiKey, RS, Farnell, whatever that sells you know, electronic components. And I build little joysticks, and this one is going to be for Vectrex again, four buttons, and a little. It's a little tiny digital joystick because Vectrex is usually analog. And you can put a little circuit in there to make it digital. But the normal joysticks I use, which are sort of Sanwa copies, I cut the shafts down a little bit and put smaller balls on because obviously they make the um, the mini joysticks look a bit better. You know, they'd be too big otherwise. But they won't actually physically fit in one of those little boxes I've just shown you. But I've found mm. a really tiny joystick now that does. So that's going to be a new little thing I'll be doing. Um, also, I have got the Pi 4 loaded with modern MAME. Which is like the newer version of MAME, because the, the old Pi 3 only uses like a really old version of MAME, and it's not great. But the Pi 4 one, uh, it's supposed to be pretty good, but I've got it on there. Uh, I haven't got any further with it yet. I don't have time to get further with it, but I'm going to start setting it up with ROMs and stuff and see how good it is. 
But that one seems promising, very promising. You got yours set up yet, Sean? Yeah, because I've got that Raspberry Pi four hundred. You can. Oh yes, it is. It is just a ras- overclock Raspberry Pi four, so I can put my SD card in there. And I've been playing a load of Amiga games on it. It's a Amiga distribution. Just you can just put the card in. Mm-hmm. But I've got. I think it's Final Burn Neo, which is the. I think it's the best version of Mame that you get preload. You know, it, it's they're called. They're called cores, aren't they? That come with yeah, Raspberry so. Pi. With I think they're called. The, the, the shell is called emulate. The front end is called emulation station. The distribution yep. is called RetroPie, and underneath is RetroArch, which is where all the little cores are. Which is all all the like you know the NES, SNES, yeah. main, and one Final Burn Neo. I reckon is the best main one, and I don't know what it's based on. It's I don't know if it's based on a newer or older version of main. I think it's their own custom right rip of the main, and that's brilliant because that sounds to me like it's tuned to play Neo Geo stuff. Because Final Burn was tuned to play CPS2 games, wasn't it? Yeah, originally. it was. It's originally called Final Burn Alpha, and yes. in the last year or so, it's changed to Final Burn Neo, Ooh. which is a newer version, but it's brilliant. It's, there's no screen tearing, and there's not oh, cool. a hell of a lot of lag. Right. So Raspberry, Raspberry Pi 4 is awesome. It's far better than the 3. I've not really used mine that much. Pete, are you into the Pies? Do you use that sort of stuff for emulation? I uh, I used to I haven't I had a Pi three mm-hmm. and I uh, haven't I haven't used it much because I I'm just always in front of my computer so I'm just using my computer to emulate all, all the yeah. things that I'll emulate. Um, but yeah, I, I haven't kept up with it. But I am looking into getting a Mister, which I, I heard you got. I've got one. Yeah, I've still got mixed feelings about the Mister. I've just come off of a Facebook group which was uh, Mister for computers because I, I am not interested in in the computer side of emulation at all because all the 8-bit and uh, well, I haven't got 16-bit computers. I've got some 8-bit computers. I've got uh, a VIC-20, a Commodore 64, an Atari 8-bit, uh, Spectrum, BBCB. They're all the computers I want. I would like to get an MSX2, and I've got an X68000 promised to me, uh, but I've just got to go and pick it up when, when the pandemic all dies down and everything. Um, and they're the computers I want, and I'll play them actually on hardware because all those computers I've got, I've got some sort of SD storage solution so there's no discs there's no tapes no cartridges it's all instant loading or nearly instant loading everything i ever want i've got it and i can play it on proper hardware so that's the 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 perfect solution to me so i don't really bother with mister for that and the mister arcade stuff is some of it's quite good but some of it still needs work and i don't think they're the the people who who do the cores are that quick at updating stuff so when they sort of get one working they'll go on to the next thing um, but I've not used it for a while, so I can't say that particularly is is what's going on at the moment. But hopefully they will keep working at it because some of the cores are pretty good. Um, but I haven't used it for a little while. Now, it's actually in one of my cabinets in in the garage, which I I, I shall use a bit more. If because every time I update it, something new happens, which is quite nice. Yes. But all the emulation I've got is on Mame anyway, and it, it's pretty good when you use um, what's that Mame we use, put uh, Sean? Groovy Mame. Groovy Mame, yeah. It's got all the, mm. the Nyon Perfect mm. video um, sc- uh, video modes on it, especially with oh, arcade really- monitors, because we use it with you know 28-inch arcade monitor on the, in my arcade machines. And it seems to be as good as I, I can think. But, I mean, obviously, Mr. goes that step further, and it's it's good for, you know, way beyond what, what I can understand. So, yeah, they're pretty good. 
if, if you had a, an original arcade machine, for instance, and you could not find a board for it and Mr. Do It, put a Mr. in it. It'd be brilliant for that. But I had a little trouble getting the arcade cores to auto-load from Mr. Because what I want to do is when I, when I want to play an emulation in an arcade cabinet, I want to turn the thing on at the wall and it just load up the game. I don't want to see any splash screens. I don't want to see any loading screens, no menus. I want it so it looks like an original arcade. I want, to, I want to be fooled by it. And I'm not sure if you can quite do that because the last time I sort of played with it, there was a bit of a problem doing it with arcade cores. You could do it with the 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 computer in the console cores. So a lot of people just use them to emulate Amigas because apparently it's really good emulating the Amiga computer. Um, so I'm not really interested in that. But it, it's yeah, it's pretty good. But I think if you've if you've got the room for it because they're very small, they're only the size of a sort of you know a, a thick Raspberry Pi three. So they're very small. Mm. And they're very capable. Um, but if you've got a computer in something, just use that for now. It's, it's much better, I, I think, but obviously not as um, as close. And you still, if you're going for world records like you do a lot, Pete, you still can't use it for that. You've got to use the arcade hardware still. Yeah, for the time being, at least. Hopefully someday they're... Yeah, they might have a... Those. Yeah. yeah, maybe. Um, oh, I've also been playing a lot of um, games from 1982 because I was going to choose the next arcade game for us to play, but we're going to give that uh, privilege to Pete at the end of the show. So I will keep them in my back pocket. But they're all from 1982, and they're really janky. You're going to love them, Sean. Oh, not janky. Yeah, I love janky games. I love games Uh, with, like, five colours. That's what I like. Treasure Island, that was janky as... It, It would have been a really good game. If it wasn't janky. If it wasn't so janky, yeah. It had good elements in it. It was a good idea for a game, I thought. It was a bit yeah. cuberty, weren't it? But it just that needed a bit of polish, like a bit of shoe polish, a bit of shoe polish on it. That would have just made it, it all brown or black. Yeah, yeah but it would have worked. It would have worked. Has, have they got any of those old cassette games at the Galloping Ghost, Pete? Uh, the, like the Deco? Yeah. Because like, um, they're really old stuff, aren't they? And they're, they're hard to keep working. They are. The uh, Thief is one game, I think, that ha- has a cassette inside of it. Oh, wow. Um, and it, it, it plays like this background police chatter while yes. you're being chased. It's like a it's like a Pac-Man type of clone. But I remember when, um, I think No Quarter did a review of that years and years ago. I remember pl- listening to that. Yeah, that was quite good. Yeah, it's got a, because Journey's got a tape in it as well, hasn't it? It doesn't load from tape. Yes. But it's got the music in there as well. Journey's right. a good little game, actually. When you get into it, it's silly, but it's quite good. Quite like that one. Mm. <laughs> the, th- the thing with the deco games is they they take a while to load and they run off these funny little tapes, which are yeah. I don't even think they're standard for like dictaphone old dictaphones. I think they they've got their own standard Japanese standard, and they obviously take a while to load in as well. And they just never work, but you can get add-ons for them with all the ROMs on, so you can sort of play any game from a menu, but still on the same hardware. But, I mean, it's it's hard hard stuff to get hold of. I mean, it's they're quite rare as they are, especially the, the hardware. Uh, on Twitter, we found a picture, and it's basically of a wheel of cheese with the quarter taken out of it, and two round biscuits looking like Pac-Man. And the I don't know who who put it on there, but it basically says, "I was in charge of cheese and biscuits last night. I am forty-seven years old." You <laughs> sure that wasn't you, Vic? It, it, no, but I would definitely do that if I was you in like charge. Your cheese. No you one like puts cheese, me in charge yeah. of cheese and biscuits. They're not allowed because there wouldn't be any. Put it that way. I still, I still like them ones we did the biscuit review. It's the cars, cheese melts, Oof. and like you said, you put a bit. Of, I put a bit of cheese spread on them, a bit of mature cheddar cheese, shiver mint gob. Yes, they are <laughs> pretty really good. nice, really nice. 
I forgot to ask you, Pete. What, what when it's open? What do you actually do at the Ghost? And I know. Could you tell everyone what you what yeah. you do? Is is it like getting just world records everywhere? Yeah. Oh, that's not my that's not my job. Uh, but I, uh, I wish. Uh, the the um, <laughs> I do a lot of everything actually. Um, so I, you know, just do basic customer interactions. You know, I'm 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 at the front. I'm sometimes the first person you'll ever meet coming in. Um, I do some of our social media. You know, I, I do some of our Facebook posts. I, I run when when I um. When I'm there, I run a lot of the streams on Monday. Um, you know, the Monday mystery game streams. Oh yeah. Um, you know, if there's uh, scores that need to be entered for Orcade, you know, I'll, I'll uh, verify that the scores are you know correct and, and enter them on the Orcade site. So I, I do I do a bit of everything there. I'm kind of just uh, cool just job. Yeah, it's a, it's a little bit of everything. It keeps me uh, you know from getting bored with any one certain thing because I get to do a, a, a nice variety of things. That's really. I wish I could do that. That's, That's one of the things. Really. I think I get to do quite a few different things. I'm quite envious of you two having jobs that you, the things you like doing. I, I actually like creating things, I like making things, but mm. the things I want to make, not what my boss tells me to make, which is the problem. <laughs> but do you not get? Um, did you not think you'll get? Well, I think you will. I was going to say, do you not think you'll get bored of your hobby? But you don't because you're doing other practical things. You know, for a no, job, no. you're not just playing games. You're, you're obviously doing work when you're there. Sean doesn't, obviously. He just plays games and, and he's not looking. But, you mm-hmm. know, that's why the Moon Patrol <laughs> yeah. is always broken, because he was on it. <laughs> no, there, there is there's times where I, I'm like, oh, you know, I, I don't feel like saying when I'm done with my shift. But, uh, you know, a lot of the times I do feel like a game on the way out. Um, yeah. It, it depends on the day, you know. It depends how, how tired I am. But it, it, it does happen. But uh, I, I enjoy games so much. I've worked in arcades so many years of my life, you know, it was my first job out of high school. I really just, oh, wow. I really just enjoy arcades. Yeah. I, I, yeah I, I if I worked in an arcade, which I, I would truly love to, if it, you know, if it, I can sort of, money was no object, I would like to, I would like to do it because I'd like to, you know, go up in the morning, get them all going, all turned on, make sure the joysticks work, all the buttons work, everything's nice and clean. Uh, you know, there's nothing hanging off of it. You know, there's nothing's broken. And then if something does happen, you can take it around the back and get it fixed, maybe swap a board around, put another monitor or whatever. And then I'd like to sort of, because I'm, I'm not too bad at repairing practical stuff, I'm not very good at board repair and that sort of stuff. But, you know, if something's off, I can fix it quite easily, especially if it's like a button down or the joystick's not working, coin doors, you know, being funny or whatever. I could sort of do that. Uh, but I don't think they'd let me loose on the public. <laughs> So I'm, I'm, not, I'm not great with the public. They put, just put me behind doors somewhere <laughs> fixing things. I'll be quite happy. A bit doing sweary. That. Maybe, yeah. Maybe a bit sweary. What do you mean you lost it? Rah, get out! Rah. That's Calm a bit down. I love. I, I really do. You're a people person. I'm not. I'm definitely yeah, not the, a people person. It's it's uh, that's the bit I miss the most now. You know, like in yeah. in the in the covid kind of lockdown that is the bit i miss the most about you know going in and speaking to the families and the children and the staff and mm. and more than the games actually so i can't wait to get back there and be stupid i mean yeah uh, sort of I things agree. out the, the people make all the difference yeah, yeah absolutely definitely. absolutely yeah. well talking about the galloping ghost actually and arcade club hopefully oof, within the next six months maybe start of next year We've got to have another pl- a getaway to Chicago, Sean. Definitely, I've, I've been wanting to go. Yeah. We were planning on going the start of last year, weren't we? Yeah, I mean, we've been talking about it with Tron ads and that, and there are, there are cheap flights, and we don't really have to go at the end of the year when it's cheap. We just we can go any time, can't yeah. we? Really? Yeah, but I think I think yeah. December is quite a good time to go to Chicago because you can actually experience real cold as well. Because we we don't tend <laughs> to experience wind. real cold or wind in the UK. 
Sean gets it more than I do in the north. It's different cold. It's like a different cold. Yeah, it's bitey yeah. face cold. It's, 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 yeah, it's harsh, less, yeah. yeah, less. No ice. There's no ice on the windows, and this we get like a minus six here, and there's like everything's iced up, and you can't move. Yeah, but you must have like special wind. Yeah, very it cold a, wind. It's the windy city. Yeah, yeah, it, we, it really uh, is as we, well. Well, we'd definitely love to have you back. Please, uh, please do let me mm. know if you're going to make it back out. Yeah, definitely, definitely. But we I think definitely will. Unfortunately, because of the, the last year's events, certain arcades have closed down as well, which is really sad. Hopefully, they'll be able to come back again before long. I really do because I enjoyed going around the different arcades, and they're just it, for for that sort of small area of arcades concentrated. It's probably the best in the world for me. And I've been oh, to a lot you. of places in America, but yeah, Chicago is absolutely brilliant, and the pizza. Fantastic! Oh yes, that, that, that was. It was. What did you have? Oh, Louis Malnati. We went to just a place close to where we were staying. I can't remember the name of it now, but it was a thick Chicago-style pizza, and these guys had never had it before. And I was like, "Oh, you were gonna, look, you were looking forward to something," and it was. It did not disappoint. That's good. And with American cuisine as well, um, what happened is we were waiting for a pizza, and. They had a problem in, in the kitchen. I think they dropped a bit of it. And they said, oh, we're really sorry. Can you, are you okay to wait You know, another 20 minutes? We went, oh, yeah, don't worry about it. And they gave us the bits they they, they managed to sort of – that didn't come out. And they said, oh, you can have these for free. It's like, this is amazing. So we had we filled up on pizza that night. It was incredible. It's really good. Oh, that's great. Yeah, but I've been to Giordano's before, uh, which is amazing. I didn't get to take these guys here, but we, we ate really well anyway. Put it that way. We ate really well. I have Giordano's. Yeah, it- Italian down Bridge Street. No, it's definitely not that. Oh, uh, no, definitely not that. Did the, the right mean cannelloni? Woo! <laughs> <laughs> anyway, look at this. Look at this. Do bit. some news. Yeah, yeah. Biscuit review. No, it's not yet. Two-player simultaneous Argentina exclusive Pac-Man discovered. Somebody. I can't remember who's found it, but it sort of popped up on Twitter. And it's a bit of a hack of an actually released Argentinian game in Argentina from Argentina, about 1982, I think. And it's two-player Miss Pac-Man. There's two different colours of dots around the maze so and wow. two different colours of Miss Pac-Man, so yellow and a blue. Yeah. And so blue Miss Pac-Man can only eat the blue and yellow can only eat the yellow. And it's a comp- kind of a competition. And oh, the cool. guy that was doing it on YouTube had just wired up one joystick to control the two Pac-Men, man, Mrs. Yes. to show you how to do it. <laughs> but it is, a, it is, I think it is going to be an available ROM, so you could, you could Ooh, burn it and so. put it on main. Yeah, it's a bit of a gimmick, but it's a bit of a find, isn't it? That sounds I, fun. I had um, an original Pac-Man board a while back, and I got a... Um, a 96-in-1 pack hack for it, which is a little daughter board you put on there. And that, I'm sure that had some two-player versions. It, lo- it had loads of versions on there, lots of silly versions of just, you know, different mazes, different graphics, that sort of stuff. And it had, it had other Pac-Man hardware games like Pengo was on there, I think Super Glob and some other games. But I remember there was a two-player one on that, but I don't think it was a case where you had different coloured dots and you could only eat the certain dots. Um, but I do like competition Pac-Man, like the, the, the more modern versions. They're really, you know, the ones with the really big LCD screens you play. Like four Battle players. Royale, the yeah, I love thing. that game. It's such a good game to play. I mean, I'm not really into the sort of the, the later arcade games. They all sort of seem tickety, 
that sort of thing, like Dave and Buster's kind of thing. But that one is a really good game to play. I really like it. And the really huge 10-foot LED one, I like that one as well. That's the one at 257, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we played a few. Um, mm. I saw I saw one of them years ago, a trade show, which was quite fun. They had Gallagher as well, which is a lot of fun. That's pretty good to play on a big screen. Uh, there's some old news now. Uh, we found out about it when we did the Retro Asylum podcast with those guys. There was a, a, a Sega R360 found in a field in uh, Northern Ireland, wasn't it, Sean? Yes. And it's, uh, I think it's beyond, it's beyond repair, put it that way. But this, isn't it like about a two ton piece of hardware, this thing? It's yeah. massive. Yeah. Have you got, you've got one now, haven't you, Pete? You got one? It, it, uh, yeah, Galloping Ghost does have one now. Really? Is it yeah. working yet? It is working. It <gasps> is working. We, we don't run it all the time. Uh, we have it in yeah. a separate, uh, separate area. Uh, it requires an attendant to be on standby at all times to be able to, Stop the motion if someone, you know, is sick or is being dangerous. Yeah, and clean out the, the vomit and everything else that's fallen in the machine. Hopefully that's not me. But... Yeah. <laughs> I've what have you had a go in it, Pete? What's it like? I have not. I, I was I was not there when, when they unveiled it. Um I'm I'm still uh, not going in too much due to my back, but uh, it's right. it well, it's probably incredible. not good for your back, is it being thrown around uh, in that thing? Probably not. Yeah. No. No. I'd like a go in one, just to have a go in it, but it's more of a ride than anything, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. It's it's definitely like for the experience. It's kind of like the reminds me of the Star Wars battle pods a bit. Oh, okay. Yeah, I've played those. Yeah, we've got I've got one of them, but it's just I get, I get motion sickness with that, just with the battle pod. I don't know. We've got the the same hardware. I think it's Max Storm or something in oh. Arcade Club Leeds. It's just it just makes me feel ill. It's just a massive screen that's moving. Yeah, and it just makes me feel ill like immediately. I just have to get <laughs> I'm out. I'm not there. good with those myself. I can't. I can't do VR at all. No, I, that's not VR. But I can't do VR. No, I, I think VR's got. I think I said before it's it's got its place, but I don't think it's in gaming. I think it's really clever, and I think it's it might be good for you know training people in dangerous circumstances, like say firefighters and things like that, where you can sort of you know do things in a dangerous environment but still be safe. But gaming, I think it's just nah. I want to sit down in front of a screen and with a, with a physical controls and do things. That's that's always been my my gaming. I'm not into there, VR at all. There, there is there is good games for it. I think like like Beat Sabers, like the Killer App. I mm. think There's that is the videos. Yeah, yeah, that is good to play because you, you're not moving. Your head's not moving. You're yes. facing forward. Just you using your hands, light, aren't you? Two lightsabers. I, if if Pete's watching my camera, we, I, I do like hand motions, which is useless <laughs> on a podcast. People are just people are just listening, but you can do like lightsabers to chop squares in half. Oops, here hit the mic there. Chop squares in half, and that's it. Blue saber chops the blue squares. Red saber oh, chops right. the red squares, and you, you've got to slice them different ways. And, well, that's and, and it's all, that sounds all to in me. time to a tune, and it's and they're rushing towards you. And you can duck under them and dodge left, and it's. It's immediately tactile. It, it grabs you immediately. And people, we, we've had it, like I think I've told you, we put it on, we've got five VR units at the club. Or we did have, we can't use them now because it's all touchy-feely. Yeah. And every single one of them has got Beat Saber on because that's all people want to play. Yeah. It, it sounds to me, that sounds like it's Wii territory because that's what you yes. did with the Wii controllers, wasn't it? And that was a lot of fun. Mm. So yeah, yeah, I, I, I might have a go at that next time I'm at Arcade Club just to see what it's like. Yes. Oh, this is some sad news. Uh, Namco USA locations to close, uh, and does that mean Level Two Fifty Seven is going to close? 
you know, we're, we're not sure. Uh, it, it sounds like that they're they're owned by someone else now. They split up and are split between three different companies that own them. And oh. I I don't know if that means they're 100 percent going to close or if it's dependent on how they perform or, yeah. or what. But we know there's there's definitely a possibility of that. Ugh, more so sad that's, news. That's a shame. Yeah. yeah, I also found out that Namco Japan is to close 20 of its locations, which is also sad news. Um, I still haven't got back to Japan yet. I was supposed to have gone in 2020. That didn't happen. Uh, and as soon as I can get out there, I'm going, put it that way. Uh, is that for your wedding anniversary? It was, yeah, the 10th wedding anniversary. So probably the 11th or the 12th by then. Mm. Yeah, but I'm definitely going back. Um, yeah, and we're hopefully, hopefully going to do some of South Korea as well. Which would be nice. nice. I'm living there. That sounds mm. a really cool place to go to. Biscuit review. Biscuit review. I heard about you. Biscuit review. Yeah, I don't like salted caramel. It's just something that I don't think salt and caramel goes well. They go really well together, Sean. Everybody knows this. Well, apparently. This is common knowledge. Yeah. <laughs> Why wife has duped me into liking a salted caramel flavour. All, all butter salted caramel cookies. She said, try that. Oh. I said, yeah, it's really nice. She says it's salted caramel. So I tried spitting it out, but I do like it. Sean? Yep. You're sacked. Thanks. Pete, you're hired. Nice. <laughs> ha- Sean, have you... Oh, we have. What have you got there? I got oh. some, some hobnobs. Ooh, hobnobs. Are they chocolate ones as well? Authentic. They're chocolate. I didn't think you'd get them in America. Well done, America. See, yeah. America's but, uh, coming to see sense now. The it, looks, it looks similar. The, the packaging looks similar. What? What it, is it? Just a normal, a normal McVitie's brand. I don't know if that's yes, uh, authentic that's perfect. or not. That's it the is, real one. It yeah. is. Oh, okay. We have got 176 varieties of hobnobs in the UK. Well, this four, is, there's, maybe. there was only two. There is this and digestives. That's all I could find in the in the section at uh, at Jewel. Oh, I see. Hmm. Digestives are good. Yeah, but none of that for me because I'm on a diet. I've lost a stone. Ha-ha. Sean is showing nice. everyone his collection of custard creams. Custard creams. I haven't had any custard creams for ages. We used to, we used to go to events when events were alive, yeah. Pete, and people used to give us biscuits. All the time. And, oh, and, and I've just run out, so I'm now, now having to buy my own biscuits. Um, I'm not sure if Pete is. I'm not sure if Pete is familiar with these cookies you're talking about. These are called custard creams. There is no cream in them, put it that way. Absolutely oh, really? no okay. cream. I, I don't know exactly what they are then. It's, Sean, it's, uh, we'll do two right. explanations. Sean can explain first. I'll explain by the medium of eating. It is t- two <laughs> two bits. Well, them um, biscuit biscuits with a vanilla a vanilla flavour centre. It's not custard. Right, correct. Nom 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 Give nom. Me nom. Thanks, this is great podcasting. Yeah. Uh, Pete just had his biscuits stolen. I've just seen a, a hand come through and steal his biscuits from his table. Biscuits stolen, biscuits. Yeah, she's had them away. No. And now I will explain custard creams. They are drier than dust. It's like if you can imagine Death Valley. Not dry. That is what they're made of. The the floor. They just they take squares out of Death Valley and make them into something you're supposed so, to eat. So, so you got to dunk them into coffee or something? How oh, you, yeah. How you supposed yeah, to eat definitely them? dunk them in no, coffee. No, I, I don't dunk biscuits. It's, it's illegal in our house. Not in because, our house. Because they just taste different. If you dunk them, you've got to have the original custard flavour and any other flavour. Yeah, but then now you can't speak because your mouth's full of dust. Is that dust? And death. It's not dust at all. It's pure 100% taste. Someone needs to water Sean now to make him <laughs> speak properly. Mm. 
Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Most most of your listeners know what what I'm I'm uh, you know not familiar with all the the biscuit terms. We will bring so. you a selection box when we come next time. A fa- there's a thing called a family circle, which is basically a, a, a square tin of biscuits, <laughs> different flavored biscuits, and some of them are quite good in there, but some of the ones Sean would have, you know, the ones for the more common person. Mm-hmm. Your wife likes the family circle biscuits. She put it on Twitter. She is vulgar as well, I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Jammy dodges. That's some more we've had. Sean, stop with the biscuit talk. <laughs> we should do a spin-off biscuit podcast. We probably could. And people would yeah. probably more people listen to it than this, this lot, I expect. Recent pickups. Uh, I've been buying loads of things lately. Uh, this is the section uh, where we go on about what my wallet has been doing lately. And I've been not spending that much lately, but recently I've been buying a lot of Vectrex carts. I am a collector now. Uh oh. These are the ones I've been buying lately because I thought I'm not I'm not a proper collector. I'm not the kind of person who has sealed things or even anything very nice. Or I just sealed. buy the the bog standard and it's going to be cart only for me. So, I've got Ripoff, Solar Quest, Bedlam, Flipper Pinball, Web Warp, Fortress of Narzod, Cosmic Chasm, Armor Attack, Hyper Chase, Soccer Football, Spike Berserk, Starship, Space War, 3D Crazy Coaster, and that's all the ones I bought lately, in, since last month, I've been buying all of them. And I'm going to try and get, because the official games for the Vectrex released in the UK, the MB versions, there was only about 28 released officially, something like that. So I'm yeah, trying to get those. But some of the harder ones to find, like Pole Position and Polar Rescue, are quite expensive. So if any of the listeners have got any spare cartridges, that are ones that I haven't got, I've just read out, give me a shout. I will be happy to buy them, plead with you, swap with other things i'm after those kind of games but i'm okay with cart only i don't really need the boxes or anything like the overlays are quite nice to have but the boxes no don't worry about them because they always get broken anyway it's not worried about them i've also bought three more vectrexes vectri oh vectri vectrices vectrices yeah i bought one the other i bought one about a week two weeks ago and it was very close to me it was like two miles away from my work so i drove down there Picked up from a very nice lady. I had three games with it. Uh, it. Apparently, it worked. I got back in my car to go, because I was going at lunchtime. Got back in my car to go back to work. Battery was flat in my car. I had to call the AA out to come and pick me up. And uh, Well, actually, they, they got me car- my car going again. I had to drive my car straight to the, the VW garage and leave it there. This is when I'm supposed to be working. It was really busy at work. And it cost me 300 quid. So I was down God. £450 that day. <laughs> Do you have AAP? Uh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like I, I think, well, it's AAA here. Yeah. It's that Alcoholics Anonymous here, so Vic, Vic rings them up. <laughs> <laughs> I've, my car's broke, but I don't care. Have you got any vodka? <laughs> Even though I don't drink, yeah. Yeah, the Americans are better than us because they have one more A. Uh, yeah. that's, that's like the, the, the roadside assistance, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, because the battery had failed in the car, I couldn't get the back of the car started at all. And because it's a more modern VW, it's only like five years old, you can't just buy a battery from Costco, which is what I wanted to do, pop it in, and off you go. Because everything has to be... They have to plug a computer back into the the car to reset all the... um, There's lots of different things, like the start-stop technology, the it can monitor the tire pressures, everything. And they have to do that. Mm -hmm. But apparently, 
it was very expensive. But I, I really moaned at the VW garage about it because I'd sent my car in for a service about a month before, and I said to them, it keeps telling me a message about the, the battery getting low. And it's oh, okay, we'll charge it overnight for you. And they didn't mention anything in the report. So I thought, oh, it's okay. They must have charged it. It's working fine now because I only take very short distances to work and stuff with, and that's why it's you know, broken the battery. And they gave me a lot of money off because it would have been a lot more than that. So that was a bad day for me. Even though I got a Vectrex, it was a bad day. I got the Vectrex home. had a bit of a wobbly screen. One of the springs in the joystick was broken because it's got like springs on, on the analog joystick. And I opened up an Atari 2600 cartridge, pulled the, the spring out of that and made a spring for it. So it's all working fine. That was 150 quid for a vet, working Vectrex and three games. Pretty cool. Happy with that. Nice. I didn't know that. You could still get them that cheap in the, in the UK. And the other two I've got coming, um, Martin the Delivery Man, who picks up a lot of arcade machines for us in the UK and delivers them, he has picked up two Vectrexes with a, three or four games with it, but they're not working, these ones. And I bought them specifically because I want to get them working again. And they were, I think, £250 for two and some games. So that's not bad. And they're usually quite easy to fix as well because um, there's not a lot goes wrong in a Vectrex. They're quite easily fixable. So hopefully I'll be able to fix them as well. And I'll have six then. Oh, which is well, excessive. Which is very they're quite excessive. Rare here, in the US, I, I don't see them often. No, you don't really see that many in the UK. I, I did have, I did buy one from France about a year ago, and it was fifty euros because it wasn't working. It took me an hour to get it working. I was really happy about nice. that one. I've got it. It's up there now. So that was quite good. But um, I will be if anyone wants to buy a Vectrex for a good price off me, I will be selling some because I don't need six. That's insane. Sean, do you want a Vectrex? No. Sean is really good at the built-in game Minefield, which is a really cool version of Asteroids. Mindstorm. I had, Mindstorm, I had one as a kid. I had one as a kid. I've, I had, I could play that Mindstorm forever. I could just play it forever. I've seen you play it for an hour. Yeah, at just one of the loop, shows. loop. But I had Mindstorm Spinball. Is that the same as this Flipper Pinball? I just bought that, yeah. I just bought that recently. It's a good little game. Spinball. I definitely had Scramble. I only had five or six because they were expensive, weren't they? Yeah, back then in the day. About, in the about day. like six months after I bought the Vectrex, it like it, I used to, I worked with my dad roof tile and I was getting like ten pound a day, and I saved up all the way through the summer holidays to get this Vectrex. And like about six months after it was released, the prices plummeted. I thought, why did I just wait? But I had a, I had a few Berserk. I think I had Berserk as well. That's a good game. Someone posted up a, an old advert on the Vectrex Fans Unite um, Facebook page recently, and it was uh, an old clearance um advertisement from one of the like the dixons or something like that some electronic store and they were they were banging out vectrexes for 39.95 and uh, i think, I think the 3d imager was 19.95 and they're about 300 quid nowadays if you can find an original one but i've also got talking about the 3d imager which actually gives you gives your vectrex the illusion of color and 3d because it's got this spinning disc that goes in front of your face and it's got funny colors on it and as it spins around, it, it somehow makes the game colour with three spec. There's three cartridges released for it. I've got one of the cartridges coming from CMP because he had a spare one. And he's also going to give me uh, a non-working 3D imager, which is a reproduction Madtronics 3D imager. So I'm trying to get that working. But have you ever used one, Sean, like one of the shows? No, I've never seen one. They're amazing. Honestly, you wouldn't believe how good they are. I played a game called Narrow Escape where you got to just guide yourself through these tunnels, but it's all 3D and all in colour. And it's really, really good. It's really good. Oh, it's amazing yeah, they like made that in 1983. It. it was crazy. But hopefully I'll get that one fixed and I'll give you a go of it. It's good. 
Uh, Pete, have you been buying any arcade or console stuff lately? Uh, a couple of things, actually, yes. Oh, cool. uh, I bought myself a, uh, a PCB of a Tech and Tag tournament. Yeah? Oh, you're very I, good uh, at that. I, I, you know, I, I, I do love the, the early Tekken games, and I, I want to try to set the... Uh, there's a Twin Galaxies score that's on different settings in Gallop and Ghost, so I want to set it to the Twin Galaxies settings and see if I can beat it at home for the fastest right. time beating the game. Um, that was that was a couple of weeks ago, and then um, I have, hopefully arriving today, um, there's this new Darius uh, Cosmic Revelation, which is a, a new Darius uh, compilation that has G Darius HD and... Darius Bursts, another Chronicle EX, yeah. um, on one compilation. So hopefully that'll be here today. Cool. Is that for PC? Uh, I'm getting it on Switch. Oh, cool. Oh, hello. Now you said that I've got a Switch. Yep. And that's the physical copy, yeah? Yes. Oh, right, cool. It's, it's, it's really strange. They, they charge more if you buy it uh, digitally. Uh, you, can buy the, you can buy them digitally, but you have to buy them separately. The two games oh. you can't buy together in the compilation. They're, they're uh, 40 Forty dollars separately, or you can buy the physical disc with both of them on it for sixty. But then you have to get it shipped, and then there's tax, and then you have to wait to get it shipped from Japan. Yeah, yeah. So it was about seventy three dollars to get it shipped here, um, but it would be eighty to buy them digitally for both. Oh wow, that's crazy! Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's another physical. Yeah, I, I buy uh, indie games and the cheaper games on on the store, on the online store. But I like to buy. You know, when the sort of AAA games come out, like the Mario's and the Zelda's and that sort of stuff, I'd like to buy them on physical. I do like to have them on physical. The ones we've been playing lately, we bought the the Mario, the Wii U game. Um, Odyssey? No, uh, it's later than that. Um, I can't remember which one it was. It was on the Wii U originally, but they added another game onto it, which is a similar kind of game, um, Bowser's Fury. And Wife's finished the first one. But when you finish the game, there's like six or eight levels, whatever there is. And then you open up another level, and then it opens another level, and there's one in the sky, and there's another secret level. And if you do everything and get everything, like loads of different things you got to do, another secret level turns up. And I just went, nah, I'm out. I'll just do the original <laughs> game, and that's it. I'm not going... But wife loves to get through those things. She's doing everything, every single thing on every single level. So you've got to get all the coin, all the, the stars, whatever they are, and you've got to get the stamp, and then you've got to land on the top of the... The pole when you when you when you finish you land on a pole and you got some, you got to land right on the top of it on every single game but then you've got to do that particular bit with each character you can play Mario Luigi Toad uh, Princess whatever her face is and there's another princess you find later on and you, there's like fight you do that with all the characters then you open this extra level again no I don't even think there's a cheat to do it. I think you, I don't think you can sort of put a Konami code in and, and get it you've got to do all this stuff to get there and I just, I just let wife do it and I'll watch but that, that like game a is a lot of fun yeah mm. uh, but the Darius games we haven't done a Darius game yet have we Sean no because they're, they're very skinny because the, the, you need three screens but you can play it on a normal monitor anyway Tronad's recently posted a picture of it yes. he's got a three screen Darius running yeah, and what's what's the ninja one? Is it Ninja Warriors? Yes, yes, it's three screens. Yeah, we've got that at the club. Mm. Remember that, yeah. and it's he's got it on three screens. It looks great. I remember as a kid playing Buggy Ninja Boy. Warriors Buggy Boy as well. I remember playing as a, as a kid Ninja Warriors and thinking that game was absolutely amazing because you're a mechanized ninja. But I go mm. back to it now and it's quite slow, slow paced. It's like a slower mm. paced Green Beret. Yeah, yeah, it is. Mm. It's got the same jumpy soldiers and everything. Oh, jumpy soldiers. Then one in the grey coats. Idiots. What they <laughs> like. But yeah, what, there's a game, The Ghost, I really got into, Pete. 
oh, where was it? It's it's a two screen thing, and it's like a barbarian game. Oh, that's uh, Rastan Saga Three Warrior Blade. Yes, I played that and absolutely loved it. I got really, I got quite far in it. Is it set on easy or something there? Or you know, like, we we think it is. We think we we might must not be. put it easier than default. Um, yeah. So I, I I went through that recently, and and I one did a one credit at home, and then I went to the arcade, and it was easier. Yeah. I'm like, this seems easier. So I, I do believe you're right. That's a game I wouldn't think I enjoyed. I absolutely loved it, and on the two screens, well, I thought it was really good. But what a lot of people are doing now is you know, one of those extra ultra extra wide screen monitors. Is they're, mm. they're, they're like a meter wide, these things, but only about, I don't know, 10 or 12 inches tall. They're really, really ultra wide, and they're usually curved. And people are playing Darius on that, and it looks amazing. Playing Darius Burst on that would be really cool. Definitely, yeah. I, I played a bit of one of the Darius games on the, I think it was on the, the PC Engine a little while ago, and that was a lot of fun. Sean, take a note. We need to do one of the Darius games soon. I've actually got, Hardware. Darius Gaiden single screen, isn't it? Yes. Is that that's the one that's on Taito Gnet hardware? I'm not sure. No. I played it on the Saturn and it was great. Because I've got Saturn that. has a great port. I've got um, a Taito Gnet motherboard, and you put um, PCMCIA cards in it with compact flashes in, and I've got it fixed so it plays you know non-original games, and I've played the the Darius game on that. And that's quite good. I'm not sure which version it is. It's probably GX or something, one of those ones. There's loads of them now, isn't there? There isn't a Darius game on there. You must be thinking of Ray Crisis. There's, yeah, there's the Darius Burst, and then there's another Chronicle, then there's EX, and there's... Yeah. there's this is an few. older one. I think it's a 90s one. Oh, it is. But yeah, oh, I'll have to look into that one. Cool. I do like yeah. a bit of Darius, actually. I got quite into it. I think I did play it on Saturn when I had a little... I had a bit of um, a Saturn... Um, revival recently because i've got uh, one of those sd cards for that and i was playing it on there and it's a really good game like it right do you want to see you want to hear my pickup yeah oh yeah gone then is very it gonna be a silly expen- one no very expensive pickup yeah me and son is it biscuits no not biscuits you get a biscuit Vic. i've got some biscuits here uh, the, no. the listeners heard me there they go i'm running the, low on the, drink the, i need about the crust- two gallons crust- of drink to have those biscuits creams <laughs> Pete Seven Hobnob. Good. There you go. I got uh, we, well, we got for the family a bean to cup prestige coffee machine. Right. Not cheap, but it's you, you get up in the morning and you're looking forward Wanting to your coffee. some breakfast. What? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you put your put your beans in the tart, you put your, your milk on them in the side what, and then beans? You, yeah, well. Ah, that could be it. Baked bean coffee. That's a new I thing. I wondered why everything were orange. You heard it here first, kids. <laughs> they did coffee beans. Coffee beans, of course. Right. I'm sure it's going to taste better now. But so, that, that's what we're doing, isn't it? Oh, it's lovely. But but are you still poisoning your coffee with milk? Well, sometimes. I, I, I have like a... Uh, there's an, um, there's all these weird... Is that a uh, long the, version of yes? Yeah. No, I have a flat white <laughs> in the morning. Flat whites are allowed. But I have a flat white. You can customize it and then save your settings. I have a double espresso, Oof. and which is a and then a, which gets to about hundred mil and then a hundred mil of milk. And then you can, if you get a night one of these posh glass cups, you can see the layers separated in the cup. It's great. It's great. It's lovely. But you get a bit jittery by about you know sort of yeah. like if you've had four of them by like about eleven a.m. You like I remember you want to go for a run when we we moved into this house quite early on and we had a a sort of lean-to uh, 
conservatory out the back. At one time, uh, wife was away for a day or something, and she was, and we just bought uh, a normal sort of coffee machine, you know, with the sort of the, the jug and that. And I thought, oh, I'll, get, I'll have some coffee, you know, I was doing something or other, and I, I had the whole pot of coffee. But what I didn't realise <laughs> is I'd put in twice as much coffee, ground coffee, yeah. than you should have done. And when wife came back, I was sat in a, in a box out in the conservatory, like a really big box, in a box playing Game Boy, just looking wide-eyed. And she says, what have you been doing? <laughs> and because I've got this thing right where it's sort of a motto in my life. If you walk past a cardboard box that's physically big enough for you to get into it and you don't get into it, you're dead inside. So it's common yeah. if you if you if you're near me or near my work or whatever, and there's a big box around, you can guarantee I'm in it. How long do you stay in it? Well, just until you're comfortable. <laughs> but, you know, if you've got is. coffee in there and a Game Boy, hours. I'm like a really? cat finding a. Box. I was going to say this sounds very cat-like. Yeah. 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 And a wife just sort of, I think she took a picture of me. I was just this wide-eyed jittery thing playing game. We should. What have you been doing? So I've had some coffee. She said, how much you have? I said, well, the whole lot. I said, how strong did you do it? I went, well, you know, two two scoops for every cup. And she went, no, it's one scoop for every cup. I went, mm-hmm. ah, that's why then. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I do like I do like strong coffee. But you've not bought any other console or arcade stuff otherwise, Sean? I did buy a, a Paperboy, an Atari Paperboy, four grand. Four grand? Yeah. And where did you put it? it? I put it on the back of a trailer. It fell off. Uh-oh. Landed. Landed on some people. Then people had roller skates on. It went down a hill, off a ramp, landed in the sea. Sure. Sank. That was a yeah. cheese dream. Could have been. It was a cheese, cheese dream. Had a lot of cheese. No, that's it. Then I think of it. Apart from yeah, stuff. Okay. Food. Listener feedback. The first bit of feedback we had is from Chris Mayman. Uh, he says, Hi, after a bit of advice and 10 pence arcade seems to be the font of all knowledge in regards to all things retro arcade and biscuits. To be fair, you can't knock a custard cream. <laughs> I've not written this on this. <laughs> Chris is 50 and never had a console as a kid. My school had some BBCBs and a mate had a Commodore 64, so my real exposure to gaming was in a local arcade. I even bunked off judo lessons to spend my £1 in the arcade at 10 pence a go, and he got busted. This was the time of Circus Charlie, Mr. Do's Castle, Karate Champ, uh, he loves that game, Star Wars, Empire City, his highest scoring game, Defender, etc. Anyway, I bought a bass cabinet and I'm in the process of refurbishing it and hopefully getting it up and running. It had a PC running hyperspin inside, but I was going to change it to Jammer. So, onto my question. What is a good PCB to buy to go in it? What should I be looking for? It would like I would like Empire City, Bomb Jack, Rainbow Island, Xevious etc. But to be fair, I wouldn't mind getting a collection together. Is it best to go with jammer board, or is it easy enough to get adapters, etc.? Any advice would be appreciated. I don't think, for me, it's all about the individual games, but the whole experience on being in an arcade, the noise and the bright lights. Right, that's enough of this novel. Take it away. So he's bought um, a Bass Cab P, uh, is a British, fairly generic cab, like a Dynamo cab you'd find in America. Okay. It's a standard 19, I think you can get a 25-inch version where you can swap the monitor around. Very simple. Usually two-player, one joystick per side, three buttons each, that kind of thing. Very bog-standard jammer. So he's on about... He's already got a computer with hyperspin inside. That wouldn't be my favourite front end 
I put something simple in there like um, a track mode. That's a very, very simple front end, very basic. It looks like it's made in 1983. I love it. Um, and if you want to start buying jammer PCBs to go in it, I hope you've got a big wallet because they're very expensive nowadays. Um, and if you want stuff like Rainbow Islands, that's about £400 these days. It's a really expensive PCB. Xevious is 150 Bombjack, 150 Empire City, I think, is an old Namco game. That would be expensive as well. So I think you're better off emulating stuff, to be honest with you. But I think if you want to play an actual jammer game, kind of, the 60-in-1 PCB or even the f- the 19-in-1 uh horizontal pcb you can get them for about 35 quid uh and they're they're emulated obviously but they run off a pcb straight in a jammer slot and they're pretty good for what they are they're cheap and cheerful but you get like 60 games and i think it's about 50 games and some some you know there's a couple of versions of pac-man a couple of versions of galaga that kind of thing but they're pretty good and there's some really good games on the horizontal one to so got um you've got stuff like ghosts and goblins on there defender yeah, it's got a lot of it's got a lot of um, the Williams games, Defender, Robotron, those kind of games. Uh, it's got Sky Kid. Is Sky it? Kid. That's the one I was thinking of. That is a brilliant two player game. So yeah, Rainbow Islands is is the expensive one though. If you want to get a, a PCB of that, start saving your pennies, Chris. So hopefully that answers your question. I, I would stick to emulation if I were you, but maybe if you're not too keen on hyperspin front end, you just change the front end over a little bit. But yeah, that's that's the one to go for. Uh, it's Taxter. He did. He sent us a YouTube clip. I love this. this we were on about a biscuit dispensing unit, a biscuit dispensing unit, something, weren't we? Yeah. And he's got a video of him opening his kitchen door, and a biscuit comes out and hits him in the head. And it's he like basically he opens the kitchen door and says, "Siri, I want a biscuit." And he just, I think it's it's what his son or his daughter is in the in the the cupboard and just throws a biscuit at his face. <laughs> I've watched it about 50 times. We'll put a link friend. on there. It's really good. It's really very good. Uh, the other one that Tagster did years ago is I was on about a, a coffee shoe bun, uh, which is a, a sort of quite posh bakery item. It's a coffee-flavoured, um, like a f- cream-filled French bun with like icing on it. It's really delicious, amazing. I was Fantastic. telling Sean about it ages ago. And then Tagster basically had him with... A shoe, a brown shoe, with a, 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 with a, a, a cup of like instant coffee in it, and then a, a, a bread roll on top of it. And he was just him looking confused at the shoe bun. Is this a coffee shoe bun? Yeah. This is a coffee shoe. It's brilliant. The guy is an idiot. Thank you very much. <laughs> I better read this one because you're yeah. not very happy with this. Uh, this is from our very good friend Neil, Mister Twenty to Five. What more, damn is it? More like Neil, half past two. So I call no, them nowadays. No. Half two. Right. Meal. It's put evening both. I'll keep this brief as I can't be monopolizing your show. And besides, I have a blog to update. You can read my blog here. Put a link in the no shows. Shameless plug. It's very good though. So everyone should, should read his blog. Neil's com. Yeah, he's good. And he's good at writing like me. Good at writing and speaking like what I am. As mm. much as I know Vic will disagree with most of this, mm. I don't care. And I will continue. Black Tiger. Oh, my wordness. What a delightful game. Of course, it is difficult. Infuriatingly so in places. It is Capcom after all. But they keep it just on the right side of being tough enough to make you want to beat it without making it so stupidly difficult that it feels unfair. Admittedly, there are a couple of naughty bits, namely the fire out of the walls. But everything else is has an important audio or visual clue that sometimes something bad something bad will appear 
But most important is the fact that yet again, you guys have introduced me to a game I have never played or totally overlooked and probably would have never tried. And it's just it's the real beauty of your podcast. <laughs> aside, aside, <laughs> aside from Vic's grumblings and Sean's daftness, daftness, how dare you, madam? You get people up and you get people coming to gaming and coming together to do so. There's been some great community tweets and convos on Twitter. There has on this one on Twitch and Discord as well. And everyone is, is improving on it. Apart from Vic, because he is a non-magical slug. Ah, that's that was, where he's wrong. That's where he's wrong. That's a reference to a Twitter thread about a magic slug. Mm-hmm. I realised that now a lot of my favourite games... Hang on, start again. I realise now that a lot of my favourite games that I go to are actually, are actually Capcom. And I, he's even bought a PCB of Black Tiger this week, and I would love to one CC it. At the time of feeding your back, I have got just before the last boss on the final level, so he's oh. doing well. I love you guys and cannot wait for my huge box of Stroop Waffles to land. Have you promised him some Stroop Waffles? I will send him some, actually, yeah. It's put, keep on podding, Mr. 20 to 5. Yes. I have things to say about that later on. <laughs> uh, Mr. Tagster has been Twitterizing us again. Uh, featured game recommendation, Time Tunnel. Taito82, 1982. I've not played that. you played Time Tunnel, Pete? Never played it, no. Never heard of it, even. What's that about? I, I do like the older games, though. 82 is a good year for me. Uh, Rygar with 3,000 R's on the end of his name. Uh, cheers for the podcast, chaps. Eight million episodes in, and you guys still got it. First up, gotta say, I'm loving the look of the joysticks rolling off the Marlin production line. I thought the Vectrex model was snazzy, but that Robotron stick is absolutely gorgeous. Uh, I made a Robotron twin stick with a USB inside it for someone and used the Robotron cabaret artwork on it. Looks quite nice. Thank you for that. Uh, talking of things of beauty, I'm still stoked that you chose Black Tiger for next episode's game. If that isn't a vision of arcade loveliness, I don't know what is. It's got bright, vibrant and solid graphics, brilliant sprites, excellent tunes and sound effects, and epic gameplay. Literally epic gameplay. It goes on and on and on forever. I've been playing this for nearly 35 years now and never and always liked it, but this pick gave me the excuse I needed to really get stuck into it. The key is to level up your weapons as quickly as you can. That means only upgrading your armour as much as you need to until you save enough money. To do this properly, you need to memorise which Zenny men run the shops, and on later levels, keep one in reserve for the home stretch, so you can armour up for the boss fight. If you want a top score, the secrets are important too. Learn where they are, and you'll find points, Zenny coins, armour, and extra lives. If I'm honest, I sunk way too much time into this, but to get to the end, you have to. It takes about an hour to work through all eight levels. There's a really tricky jump about 45 minutes in just before you get to level seven boss. Cycling mm-hmm. back through to that point until I got it down was a bit of a chore, but also an experience of mixed emotions. Obviously, it was a pretty exciting feeling when I was developing the chops I needed to get through to the end of the game, but it was also a bit sad. It meant my own epic journey was coming to an end and one I've been on for 30 plus years. I put my score on Arcade Sidekick app, Interestingly, the top score is more than double mine. Now, there's nothing new there, and I'm certainly no expert, but I did complete the game having collected almost all of the secrets and completed all of the dungeons. I'm sure I could have rinsed another couple of hundred thousand points out of it of grinding skeletons in the dungeons. They at least he spelt skeletons, right? But not a million more. So I'm guessing that the 1.7 million score was achieved on the Black Dragon variant of the game, because when you beat the final boss on that, you get a million point bonus. But if that's not the case, I need to know how to do it. And we got the bloke here to tell us, which is handy. Mm. Uh, anyway, Black Tiger, as great as he is, clearly a spiritual successor to Ghosts and Goblins. You've got to put that on the list now. 
So, lots of good points there, and I sort of agree with some of them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the last bit of feeding back, Dom Escott Rav. Oh yeah, he gone to me today, actually. One of the originators of the UK VAC. And all round good guy. He, yeah. Ha ha, what do you maybe maybe do? Been playing Black Tiger, damn it. Totally useless, mind you. Yeah, he's been listening to the <laughs> podcast recently. Uh he's and he's been getting back to he was into pinballs for quite a while. And since lockdown, he's been getting his collection of video games back together again, because Dom has got some really really nice and rare cabinets really good ones mm. so uh, hopefully he's back on the scene again which would be nice I haven't seen Dom for ages be good to see him at one of the meets again soon friendly shout outs any shout outs Sean? yeah <coughs> excuse me <coughs> sorry it's that custard cream stuck in me <laughs> yeah yeah that's what happens when you eat dust yeah dusted cream Oh no! Oh, there Matt, you go, Matt Neo MK. I'm going to shout him out for giving me advice on my Raspberry Pi 400 Amiga image. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Can you do a a Mick Jagger voice? Like you know, you want it. Like, no, that. I simply do not want anything to do with Amigas ever. You do. You want it? No, I don't. Not into this Amigas. is great. It boots up. It's, it like boots up your Pi 400 like an original Amiga. The operating system. Like the mouse, uh, not the mouse, the mouse pointer. Mm-hmm. It, it's, it's right. It took me a long time to remember how to use an Amiga OS because I hadn't done it for ages. But it's brilliant. It's so authentic. Yeah. It's like it's like when you buy something authentic, like a proper, a proper. He's rambling now. <laughs> <laughs> Pete, were you ever into Amigas back in the day? No, never. Did you get uh, Did you get Atari ST over there as well? Was that more popular or less? I don't even think I remember seeing one growing up. Wow. Yeah. Because what what did they have in... Oh, I suppose you had the Apple GS. That was the 16 Apple IIEs, Apple II GSs, yeah. Yeah, that was the one in America. Yeah, I think so. Never really played with that myself, actually. But a friend of mine in school had an Amiga um, back when they were new. And he had thousands of games. I used to go around there to play that. But they they were quite expensive uh, back then. And there's no way I was going to get one myself. Um, I think he saved up a lot of money to get that. Um, but he was into that. And at the time, I loved it. And it was like the, the newest, best thing. Um, but now when you look back, I think they've dated terribly. And I'm just not into them at all. Not into them. But they did there's, have some good games. There were some good games on there. There was a massive there was a massive community of demo games, public yeah. domain games. Which and lots of course, piracy. Tons of yeah, piracy. Yeah, piracy. Yeah, did I say music? Yeah, there's like there's like all sorts of stuff. It was quite clever what they got out of the machine, but all the mod, demo stuff mod for me, trackers or whatever they were called, all that demo scene, it just I I didn't bother with it. I'd rather just play the games. I was always in just the game. I didn't care what it could do. I just wanted to see it in a game. You could show off when your Mega Drive friend came round. Look at this, and you'd put on a, a Mega demo as they were called, and they go, "Wow, what's that on? Is that on a real telly on the telly? It's coming from BBC Two? No, it's an Amiga." Yeah, but if someone had a Mega Drive, just go. I've got Sonic. I win, and they would have done. Yeah, I did have. A, I did have. A, I sort of half owned a Sonic with my brother. You half owned one. <laughs> Not a Sonic. We had his a Mega tail. Drive. I half owned a Mega Drive and had a had a SNES. Yeah. Anyway, I also like worlds. to thank Tagster and Daz from Arcade Perfect Podcast. They're wrapping it up. They're finishing it. Yes. Because they're both doing their own other projects and. As we found out when we was researching for them arcade games that should have been 
console games it should have been in arcade it takes a lot of research per episode yeah and they, they were looking at 10 15 games maybe for one episode like one two hour episode yeah so they're knocking it on the head i did i did a very sensible little two minute audio clip for their final show which might be out soon oh, I, I hate to think i did apologize but i think they're still going to use it yeah but hopefully <laughs> they'll be doing other stuff to do with video games i do hope so uh, yeah, I, I was on episode 16 when we did Dig Dug a long time ago. I had a lot of fun talking to them about it. But yeah, I can see what you mean by that. So if some of the more popular games on the arcades came out on you know consoles and computers, it's you get into a lot of things. I mean, even we sort of touch on some of the games here sometimes, you know, if there's a, a home versions on our podcast. And I do go into play them sometimes, but there's a lot going on. And you get varying degrees from absolutely terrible, and they call them the golden turds, up to sort of really <laughs> cool versions of it. So, yeah, there's a lot of research going into their, their podcast mm. that, that make it up like we do. Yeah, best of luck, lads. Whatever you're doing, I know, I know Tagster's doing, he builds his little miniature, like Sega models, and they're incredible. Like little tiny, like outruns and afterburners and power. Yeah, he's really arty, isn't he? Yeah, but, and he, he, yeah, they're, they're tiny. I don't know how he gets so much detail in them. Do you know the other thing he does that's really nice, I like to watch on Twitter, is he, he paints um, sneakers, sh- shoes. Have you ever seen those, Pete? I don't think I have, no. Follow Tagster on Twitter. We'll send you a link for it. He oh, did okay. some Shinobi shoes, and he's done... Did he do R-Type, nice. Sean, as well? I think so. You know you know the slip-on vans? Yes. He gets those, and he paints them. They're amazing. They're really cool. You know, I might have seen one. You might have retweeted one that I saw. Yeah, I think he, he might have done a, um Altered Beast one as well. Some of the sort of 90s games. They're really nice looking. I thought, look out well, for definitely them. checking out. And Daz is doing, I think it's called the This and That Gaming Podcast as well. So I haven't, I haven't listened to that. I might give that a listen. Mm. I've got so many podcasts to catch up on. I haven't listened to some for quite a while now, and they just went crazy. There's, there's, I've got loads in my inbox to listen to. i just got to find some time to listen to them. Arcade Master Quiz. Okay. This better be a good one this time, Sean, because there's two of us here and we're both discerning arcade quizzes. What I'm going to do? What I'm going to do? Okay. What am I going to do? Oh, How's this going to work? 20 questions, 10 for Pete, 10 for Vic. Right. I can see where yeah. this is going. You've got it. All you've got to say, you start first, Vic. It's, it's 10 questions each. Right. And you've, you've either got to have, you've either got to say A or B. So you right. start first, Vic. I've got I've got a question one A and question one B. Right. Question yeah. one, do you want do you want A or B, Vic? Is this me or Pete? Yes. And then Pete next. Uh, I'll go A, please. Right. Sega. We're having four questions on Sega, two each. Okay. Block Seed, B O B L O X W E D is a nineteen eighty nine game. What type of game is it? Block Seed. Do you want me to answer or Pete? No, you to answer, and if you don't get it... Okay, I'll it's forget. a shooter. No. Uh, I thought it was a shooter, puzzle shooter. No. Ooh, I know this one. Go on. Uh, it's a Tetris type of game where you got blocks falling down. Yes! Uh, I said it's puzzler. <laughs> it's a shooter. It's got, it's got uh, Flicky on the marquee, I think, too. It's uh, a bunch of Sega characters. Do, do you have to shoot the blocks to turn them? No. Oh, okay. I'm thinking of something else. I thought oh, it was yeah. that. I knew, I knew it had blocks in it because of the name, obviously. Or Qua. 
Okay. Right. This oh, is Pete's question. Quiet, isn't it? This mm-hmm. is another Sega. What that block seed? What type of hardware? What type of Sega hardware is that on? This is a tricky one. Uh, I'll go with System Sixteen. No, no. System Eighteen. No. Ah, what is it then? System C Two. Oh, okay. An unusual one. Oh, zero right, so zero. We're doing well. So it's, it's one nil to Pete. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not. Bias, but come on, Pete. Come on, Pete. <laughs> he was, he He's was getting his own back on me. Right, question two. Do you want A or B, Pete? Uh, I'll take A. A, right. This is a st- I'm trying to make the questions follow on. A System C2 game is Thunder Force AC. What version of the Mega Drive Thunder Force was that? This is based on Thunder Force 3. Yes. Right, so Vic, you've got 2B. Okay. I'm very familiar with that game. It's not a fair question. These are quite easy, actually. Puyo, Puyo Puyo to Mega Drive. What was the actual converted name? Dr. Robotnik's Mean, uh, mean Bean Machine. Yes. That was, I loved that game. I had that. I bought the original on the Mega Drive. Absolutely brilliant game. I had one of them plug-and-play things. There's a geezer with really big wobbly arms on it. I'm doing the wobbly and arms. It was, it was a brilliant plug-and-play thing. It had Sonic, it had that big, big, mean bean. It was really, yeah. And it looked like a Mega Drive with a, an actual little tiny Mega Drive. Cool game. Cool block thing. I got anyway, a Puyo Puyo was, PCB recently. A bootleg of it. It's good. Ooh. Right, question three. A or, a or B, Vic? B, please. B, B please, Bob. Three. Right, we're doing SNK questions now. Oh, God. <laughs> a rotary... I want the name of a... This is SNK. A yeah. rotary joystick-style game that was set in space. Oh, ooh, ooh, ooh. Oh, i not forgotten worlds. That's Capcom. Um, oh, bugger. <laughs> no. Oh, rotary joystick. Oh, no, 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 no. What is it? Ikari 3? No. Oh. Do you know Pete? Uh, I'll, I'll take a, a gander. Um, so I can think of two that are SNK, but I'll go with Victory Road. No. no that no. wasn't set in space, was it? I don't know. It's a fantasy setting. Uh, yeah. so search and Rescue. Search and Rescue. Oh, that's right. Sar, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that one. Mm-hmm. I think Ikari 3 is Victory Road, isn't it? No. Victory Road is 2. Oh, okay, 2. Of the, of the Ikari's, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Right, so you've already got the answer to me. To this question then, what is the sequel to Carry Warriors? <laughs> I knew that one, okay. Victory Road. Yes. <laughs> three one, three one to Pete. Question four. Who 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 it's Pete's the last one? Uh, A or B, I'll, A or B Pete. Uh I'll take A. I've been having good good luck with the A. Right, another SNK. Cyberlip, a nineteen ninety SNK game. What type of game is it? Cyberlip. It's a run and gun with uh, force scrolling in some of the levels. Yeah, I've got that. Yeah, it's, it's a good little game. Slug I like that one. It's a good game. Yeah, Neo Geo MBS. Yeah, yeah, lots of robots in thing. Mm-hmm. Right, so Vic's got B. I've only got to remember A and B, and I can't remember A and B. I'm going bonkers. There's a there's a 1989 gun based game where, where you shoot like gun game. We shoot purple zombies on the first level and the zombies have got guns what it's an SNK a 1989 game oh it's something monster something ah I can see it oh, I don't know monsters uh, <laughs> alien 
breed? No, it's not that. I don't know. No? Do you know, Pete? It's, it's not Alien Storm, is it? No, Beast Busters. Beast Busters. I, oh, I should have known that. Yeah, I know of the game. Oh, yeah, I know. Beast Busters. It's like all gory, sort of oh, splodgy stuff. Everywhere when you shoot them, isn't it? Oh, who are you going to call? Beast Buster. Charlotte Buster. Get beast. on with it. Sorry, sorry. That was a musical interlude. That. Yeah, Question five. Sort of. uh, what are you picking, Vic? Is it me again? A, um, a, or, a or B? A, please. Right. 5A, you're on Data East now. Mm-hmm. 1994, a game, a very famous game called Windjammers, come out on the arcade and that. Mm-hmm. What was it called in Japan? It had a completely different name. Oh, poop. Um, I've made these really hard because you kept slaughtering me on the other ones. Oh, I deserve to. I deserve it. Um, <laughs> oh, God. Frisbee Frenzy. No, it's not, not that. far after you know, Pete, what it is. Uh, flying Disc Challenge or Flying Disc Derby something? Close Flying Power Disc. Oh, really? Okay. That yeah. game's really popular. It is. Mm. Another 1991 game from Data East, Tumble Pop, Pete. What weapon, what bonkers weapon did you use in Tumble Pop? I don't know, but I'm going to just guess a hammer. Can I, can I guess? Can I guess? Can I guess? I know what yeah, it is. Yeah, go on, Vic. Go Vacuum on. cleaner. Yay! Well done. It's like a Snow Brothers game, isn't it? But it uses a vacuum oh. to suck them up and you spit them out. So that yeah. makes it 4 2 to Pete. Question oh. six. Question Gaining. six. Gaining. <laughs> two more day trees questions here. Right, these are release dates, so you're not going to like this, Vic. What do you want? A or B? Oh, uh, oh it's Pete's, Pete's turn. Oh, go on. Oh, I'll take Okay, right. Super Burger Time, Data East game. Super Burger Time, what year released? 1992. Ooh, no. If you want to guess, Vic. 94. No, 90. Ah, okay. Your one now, Vic. Midnight Resistance, what release date? 91. 89. Oof. Oh. Right. Four questions to each on Exidy now. Okay. A or B, who's, who's choosing next? Uh, me. me, I think. B. Yeah. <laughs> right. Right. Bit of beatbox in ho- there, everyone. <laughs> There's a home computer system that Exidy released. Sorry. There's a... I've just written, like... I should have written full te- sentences because you know what I'm. No, I'm yeah, words are good, Sean, on a podcast. Words are awesome. Mm-hmm. They really are. They really Carry help on. you out a bit. There's a ma- there's a Maxiflex system released by Exidy in 1984. What computer was it powered by? It was powered by a home computer. Oh, was it Atari 800? No. Okay. Yeah, Pete? I've got no clue on that. Atari 600 XL. That's the same computer. No, it's, it's not. Th- it's basically the same inside. That's wrong. It is. It's a 6502 <laughs> Atari computer. That is right. You, you wouldn't give me that. Yes, I would. It is the same <laughs> computer. I'm having it, that. What do you reckon, Pete? I'll be giving him it. So I knew it was Atari because Maxiflex <laughs> released a game called Flip and Flop in the arcade. That's run on an Atari computer. We'll give it to him if, if, uh, if, if it's going to count at the end. Yes. Awful. Question mark. Yes. Pete's going to flounce me anyway, so it doesn't matter. No, no. Right, well, you've, you've answered one of these. 
this is Pete's friend anyway. Name any one of the four only games released on the Flex Maxaflex system. I think I can name another one actually. No, you got me. Go on, name anything, Vic. Uh, the other one was, was a Boulder Dash released on there. Yes, Boulder Dash. Ah, uh, because oh, the, the flip and flop one is with a kangaroo when you go upside down. I think there was a paint kind of game. What was the other two? Bristles, that's the paint type, yep. type of game. And Astro Chase. Okay. I knew these because they were all, all based on Atari computers. That's why I knew them. Oh. Right. Last two on XD. A or B, uh, Pete? Uh, a. Right. A 1978 Star Wars game from XD. A Star Wars inspired game. What was it called? He's looking blank, everyone. I'm not looking good. No. I know, I know what it is. I think I know what it is, Sean, because we it's played it. Space App? Space App? No. No? We, we played that at Eurocade in uh, Amsterdam. Uh, is is it, It's not, not Interceptor, one. is it? It's not that one. You're thinking of Space Encounters, aren't you? Yeah. It's one of the, the handlebars you push forward to go down the trench. No, it's not that one. Oh, what is it then? Starfire. Oh, no, I didn't know that one. I'm missing another game that's based on a Star Wars. It was, it was very inspired by Star Wars. Ripped off. Even, e- yeah, even the f- even the scrolling font at the beginning looked the same, and you shot, it definitely TIE Fighters that you <laughs> yeah. shot. God knows it didn't get done. Yeah. But it was the first game, I think, where you could put high score initials in. Oh. And also the first cockpit game, 1978. Cool. Right. Vic, this is yours. Mm-hmm. Uh, a. Oh yeah, yeah, blah, 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 blah. and nine, you might get this. A nineteen, this in last Exidy one, nineteen eighty one maze game filled with yellow cats. Maze game for yellow cats. Yeah, uh, Exidy. Oh, that's um. Oh, what's the name of it? Not cat. Is it cat and mouse? Cat and no. dog. Oh, bloody hell! It's someone with the three different coloured buttons. You turn into a dog. Yeah. Ah, I don't know the name. <laughs> do you know Pete? Yes, I do. He's got it. Well, the, they've got it. The ghost. Uh, 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 yeah, mouse trap. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. <sighs> so what? We're up to now. One, two, three, four. No, one, two, I didn't three, four. Win. Five, five, four to Pete. Two oh. more questions. Two it, more questions. Oh, 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 it's all to play for. All to play for. Last four questions. Two each on IREM. Okay. Ooh. A or B, uh, Vic. B, please. B. Right, this is, this is a hardware question. What hardware, IREM hardware, is Legend of Hero Tonma on? Oh, God. Give me a guess. Uh, M82. No. Oh, I bet it's Do M92. You know, M72? Yes. Oh, earlier. Damn, I was going to go later. <laughs> uh, one for Pete. R-Type. What type of IREM hardware was it the original oh, R-Type on? I forget. <laughs> give it, give it to Vic. M eighty two. Hand it over. No, M seventy two again. Is it? I, I was going to say it. Oh no, because because trip- I've done a conversion before. You can you can convert it to an M eighty two. I've done it. Darn it. Yeah. yeah. Right. What are we on now? One, two, three, four, five, six. Plays four. Six plays four. So you've got to get. Oh, we can't come back here, Vic. Okay, don't matter. Go on, gives it, gives it. Anyway, gives it. the last two questions in IRM, A or B? Uh, Pete? Uh, B. Right. 
this is this is an unusual one. It's a very difficult one. IRM have kind of retired from the arcade business. What is their main source of revenue nowadays? What are they making in Japan nowadays? Gambling machines. Kind of. Is it Pasha Slows? No, Pachinko. the other one. The other one. Yeah, Pachinko. 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 It is gambling machines. Yeah, you can have that. You can have that. Let's <laughs> 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 turn this to Marge Simpson then. <laughs> Right. This, this one for you, Vic. This okay. is very weird. I, I remember seeing it a while ago. A strange 1981 game. This is IRM. It's in a brown kind of maze. A with brown a very strange, maze? Yeah, the maze is brown. It looks like bits of cake. Right. <laughs> and it's a strange maze game with a stranger name. I think we've actually talked about this recently, maybe. In a brown maze? Mm-hmm. Very weird looking. An Iron 19, game. Nineteen eighty one, yeah. Oh, I have no idea. No, mm. Any idea, Pete? Is it Adventures of Abbey Roto? No. Ollie Buchu. Oh, oh yeah, yeah we, we have spoke yeah. about that, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they look like bits of cake, don't they? When yeah, they Robbie Roto is a midway game. It's like a weird dig dug kind of thing. Yeah. It's very odd. Very odd. Okay, so so Pete, Pete beat me at the quiz. I like that one, quiz. Two, I like that four, quiz a lot. Five, six, seven out of ten for Pete. One, Very two, three, four. One. Four for Vic, but if I give you that Atari 600XL one, it's five. Yes. So seven plays five. Oh, they were really tr- tricky questions. I wouldn't have got any of them. I wouldn't have got any of them right, and I even wrote them. I love a quiz. I love a quiz. Oof. Well done. I do like well a quiz. Played. Well played, kids. And here is a word from our sponsor. They're good, aren't they, Tony? Wrong! Frosties are great! Tony, help! You've got to help! We're one right ashore! Okay, you've got a tiger on your team. Come on, on your bike, Tony. Okay, champ, let's go! Kellogg's Frosties turns a good breakfast into a great breakfast. Come on, you're learning fast, Tony. Sure, I took a crash course. Kellogg's Frosties bring out the tiger in you. And you... Feature game review. Right, the featured game. Uh, this is Black Tiger from Capcom. The Japanese version is Barak Dragon. Black Dragon. Uh, 1987, a horizontal game on a two-layer PCB, which uses a Z80 for the main CPU, another Z80 for the sound CPU, and a pair of YM2203s for the sound. It is an eight-way, apparently, two-button mm-hmm. game. Fire, weapon, and jump. So, when do you go diagonal in this game, then, Sean? Pete will explain. You know Pete, don't you? Oh, go on. So, there's uh, certain, especially uh, one jump in level seven, where you need to hold uh, up and right to make a jump. There's there's two different types of jumps in the game, oh. and um, if, if if you hold uh, new, if you don't hold any direction or you hold up, you get a high jump. If you hold left or right, you get a, a jump that travels more horizontally. But oh. not as high. But if you combine the both and then hold the diagonal, you get the best of both. I did not know that. Thank you for yeah. that. Oh, I, I thought it was a four-way because I didn't see anywhere where you would be going, you know, just left and right and jump to do a jump. I didn't realize you could do a longer, higher jump. And you can do a high jump if you hold up. So sometimes you've got to jump up to get to the columns. I didn't know right. that. Oh, wow. If you, Thank you. If that. you just leave a neutral, it'll, it'll do the high jump, or you can you can hold up in, in a direction to get the both. Right. Mm-hmm. This is an eight-level game. 
with bosses at the end of each stage, three of which are dragons, which the game is about. Not sure why the non-Japanese version is called Black Tiger. Why tigers and not dragons? We, I think the Arcade Perfect podcast that, that did this on their penultimate Oh, you've nicked their information. Well done, Sean. Yeah, yeah. Why do research when someone else can do it for you? Absolutely. Sorry, lads. Sorry, sorry, doesn't text <laughs> There was a Black Dragon comic book series released in the ah. US in the eighties, and I found out actually online. Yeah, so I saw some. Wor- so word on the street is there could have been a kind of copyright in fri- in fr- in, fr- in friction and also an infringement yeah. if if Capcom had released in the US, so they probably just left it, you know, left it as Tiger for the rest of the you know, the Western market. It seems crazy because the actual introduction to the game, there is a, some dr- a dragon comes in, like an animated mm. dragon. It's like, what's this got to do with tigers? There's not any tigers in the game at all, is there? Not one. Well, mm-hmm. no. The only mention of it is when you beat the game. Uh, the, your hero's name is the Black Tiger. Ah, like, they've oh, that one in, Mr. I see. Mr. Black Tiger. Mr. Black Tiger, do you <laughs> And the game sounds like this. do like those sounds it's great sounds mm-hmm. uh, sean has made up oh sorry sean has researched the backstory for us and that is yes 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 indeed in the beginning there was rygar rastan and ghosts and goblins they had a torrid affair <laughs> a baby popped out a baby popped rat out that baby was called black tiger the end that'll do <laughs> so tell us how to play this game sean yeah uh, all right long long ago this is the proper this is the proper uh, long story. long time ago oh vic singing that's great hey, i love it when vic sings. three dragons descended from the skies above with a rolling thunder and destroyed a kingdom into darkness i love these i love these uh, what they called english things from lengthy suffering and darkness of the kingdom came one brave fighter the so Black Tiger is your fight and go right thing. Style of it's a style of platform adventure like Ghosts and Goblins, Rust and Riger, except this one you can backtrack. You can scroll up, down, left and right, all over the shop, and you can use your cool knives, chain, weapon thing. Yeah, which is made out of custard and feathers because it, it takes about a hundred hits to bat to kill any item. You got three knives made out of rubber. A- it's like a throwing star. Is it a, th- a morning star? Is that what you call it? Yeah, made out of clouds. It's the Mace yeah. or Morning Star. I think you got it right. Yeah. Battle your way with your custard weapons until you until you charge them up a bit. Through yeah. eight colourful, varied, enemy-filled dungeon castles. Dungeons and castles reaching the boss and kicking his head right in. Ooh, I'm going to have you after school, you. Yeah. You stole my princess for pay face person there are two or more routes through the level red arrows show you the most direct route and to the boss and the blue arrows indicate a longer route you can go to or routes plural to more areas and there's extra dungeon areas which are super cool there's there's bonus items such as time money points that can be found in weapons uh, sorry chests and pots weapon ups and shield i've just invented two words weapon ups and shield ups it's good it's good, that, isn't it? Do you think it'll go in the Oxford Dictionary? Weapon ups. Yeah. <laughs> it's not even bothered, that. There are extra dungeons on levels... That, sorry, there are no extra dungeons on level seven, and, seven or eight. Through the game, you get keys. These keys open the chests. You can also find stone men that are captives. And, and they all look like you. Yeah, they're, they're in really... In a purple cool. tunic. 
re- really handsome young men. Yeah. And when you get them, they like bow and say, you like, have some money. Do you want a biscuit? Have, have some biscuits, have some time, ha- uh, a bit of advice, you know. Like Rubbish the, advice. The spinning skull cannot be shot. That's good advice. That is true. You skull wrong too. Yeah, S-C. S-C, isn't it? S-C-U-L-L, yeah. Because yeah. it's a school. <laughs> spinning skull cannot be shot. It can only be teased. So that's, yeah, <laughs> items what you can get. I have looked at a strategy wiki and so I'm just borrow shamelessly from it. I'm not even going to write it down. Zenny, which are coins. Hourglass, which gives you more time. Time is time is really it's precious. As in, real, as in real life, time is precious. Keys, power ups, jelly, jelly, oh, camcorders, all sorts great. of stuff. Little secret items. They're from. You get the. The dragonflies from Sun Sun, is it? I've written it farther down. Yeah. And, and barrels from Higamaru and the I, little the little hyperdyne sidearms. Shishiki's little, little, in there as well. Yeah, that's that's the, the a great little Capcom extra life thing, isn't it? Is there a cow in there as well from Commando? Yeah. Oh, is that is that from Commando, the cow? There is a I cow in Commando, yeah. Oh. There is? I yeah. have no idea. Hang on. Pete is right. There are cows in gun dot smoke, not commando. I think you shoot one of the barrels and a cow comes out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I might have had a cheese dream about that. I don't know. That happened to me the other day. Anyway, I, uh, enemies, what you can face. Strategywiki.org. I've researched this, honestly. Orcs, slime, bats, snake, fire demon, skeletons, plants, skull coin, mummies, witch, ninja. Oh, the ninja. What a pain he is. I, I really struggled with that. I think you've got to have the the most powerful weapon to stand a chance. You pronounced the, snack wrong, by the way. I think, oh, no. Snacks. You've got falling boulders. You've got fire coming Ugh. out of chests and fire coming out of wall sides. You've got flames coming out of chests and the, the witches can fire. And also, you can be poisoned by blue fire. Oh, God, that's so annoying. This basically disables your knives, right? It disables your custard knives and makes the enemies just laugh at you and, and then kill you, obviously. They go, ha ha, <laughs> you're dead. That's what happens. You just, the yeah, game is impossible when you get poisoned. How do you get unpoisoned? Is there an antidote? You have, yeah, you have, yes. to, you have to buy potions. You can buy man, potions. Oh, that's what they're for, are they? Fun, yes. Okay. No wonder you didn't get very far if you didn't know what their potions were for. I tried not to get poisoned a lot. I, did, I sort of kept away <laughs> from poisony things. I always tried to keep two. Just keep Anything two that looked potions. a bit dodge, I just stayed away. <laughs> I just, just before we started recording this, I had a go of like Rygar and Rastan. Mm-hmm. And this game is quick. Yeah, it? they, they it, seem it, really it, pedestrian it compared to this. It moves really fast compared to them now. Mm-hmm. I think that's why I it's put me off playing Mel, so it's too slow. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Right, tips and secrets, which I didn't know which Mr. 20 to 5 has told me some of these. Time carries forward when you complete a level. I didn't know that. That's very important. Mm. Mm. Blocks, shoot the orange-eyed block to wipe out the rest of the blocks. That's oh, I knew on. that. I knew that. On the That's end of the first and second levels, you kill the orange yeah. one first, the other ones die as well. Yeah. If you die in a dungeon, you get evicted from the dungeon. Oof. That's right, isn't it, Pete? That's right, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Well, uh, where there's one mummy, there's always two. Oh, oh up, God. The spitty idiots. The, pu- the one with the purple eyes is really hard to kill. Ugh. He bounces around like he owns the place. Well, it's, it's fire, too. Yeah. 
strolling stro- stro- up and down the platform, giving it all this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can scroll the purple hate beaks off the screen, then purple birds. Oh, the bats. Just, yeah, the bats. <sighs> I Why realize, are bats such dumbasses? I hate I bats. I realise you can't shoot them until they stop moving. Start yeah. moving. Yeah, so. yeah, you've got to wait for them I to didn't realise that. Anyway, and skeletons start yep. throwing their heads at you from around Oof. from around round three onwards. I don't really need the heads, so they just throw them at you. And I think this is right. I think this is right, Pete. If you die on a level before collecting a hidden wall item, that item is gone. Is that right? If you reveal it and then don't pick it up and die, I think it's gone. But I'm ah. actually not, not sure if it's just gone totally. I, I have to confirm that. Yeah. Right, yeah, well, I wasn't so sure because I, I got into... Actually, yeah, I may have di- yeah, I may have revealed it and then died and then gone back and it's not there. Oof. Could be that, yeah. So what do you? what's your tips and secrets, Pete, on this game? Well, um, I will say, and, and I know Victor's going to say something about this, but the game is <laughs> un- un- unkind to new players, meaning you have to memorize where a lot of items are going to appear, which, uh, like falling rocks, um, yes. which are... Even if you have full armor all the way upgraded, a rock hits you on the head, you just it's an instant death. So you, you have to remember. Um, the uh, poisonous plants, you have to remember where those are. You're going to be without your throwing knives. Um, so they they definitely um, are not kind to you right off the bat. So it is not kind to new players, I will say that. Um, we talked about it before, but there are different kinds of jumps. Um, there's the straight-up jump, where if you don't hold a direction or hold up, you get uh, more height on your jump. And then there's the... Uh, diagonal jump which is just holding up right or up left to get the horizontal uh coverage with the highest jump possible which you need in level seven if you don't have an eight-way stick you can't beat level seven you can't make it to the highest platform um the potion uh victor just found out the potion sold by the old man is uh, the antidote for being poisoned so make sure you have a few at least <laughs> yeah uh, especially before the final boss the final boss he has a uh, blue flame that he uses on you when it when he launches his flame attack and if you touch the, the flame it it poisons you, so make sure you have a bunch of, uh, of antidotes on on you when you're fighting the, the final boss, or else you can not have a, a throwing knife, which is going to make him really, really hard to beat. <laughs> yeah. Them them dragons actually not not the the draconians as they call them are the ones that stand up, aren't they? Yes. I've heard them called draconians. The, the dragons. I was I was jumping up and hitting them as they were flying high. And then I wasn't jumping and they came down to my level. And I was like, because you've got to shoot me in the head, haven't you? Really? In the upper torso area or head, I think you have to hit them. I don't think you can hit them on the rear. And, and I, was, I was doing better not jumping and hitting, just backing off on, on the ground and shooting. Hmm. So, uh, and then they, then they sort of, they stayed at your level and you could actually jump over the top of them because they went under the ground, not under the ground. So I was doing better that way. Sort of a combination of jumping up and then just firing. Pete says the game is in in, in italics on our, our notes unkind. <laughs> it's damn right mean, man. It punches you in the ghoulies every time you play it, and then eats your lunch, and then it burps your salami sandwiches right in your face. That's what this game does, Joe. It's mean. It's mean, man. I I agree, and it, and it's. It's one of the things that kind of gets people off the cabinet when they wanted to make money, but it, uh, <laughs> yeah. you have to stick with it. So. Mm. I do agree with you. Fair point. Uh, the hidden items in walls are uh, definitely another thing you want to memorize. Um, they're either containing uh, bonus uh, armor uh, points, which add to your current total, 
or they contain um, point bonuses, which are um, they get up go up to a hundred thousand points. The the octopus in level five, I think, is worth a hundred thousand points, wow. and that's going to extend your life bar um, incrementally. So uh, mm-hmm. the way the, the way the life um, bar works, you start with just one bar of health, but if you uh, reach certain thresholds, they add an additional bar. So the 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 uh, thresholds are twenty thousand points, uh, one hundred and twenty thousand points. 220,000 points and 320,000 points. And for each one of those uh, milestones, you get another health bar for a total of five health bars. So by the end of the game, you're you're almost uh, as powerful as one of the bosses as far as your max health, which uh, really helps. Yes, you can have you can have five health bars. You can have eight armor. So in theory, you could take 13 hits. But but the I think the last boss takes two two hits off you. Does he when he hits you even more? Oh yeah. Yeah, some enemies can do two hits. The the last boss definitely can do two. I think he might be able to do more actually if you contact him. Oof. He can do more. Mm. Mm. Um, the speaking of bosses, there's a level the level five and seven bosses that are known as the Draconians. Uh, if you remain crouched, uh, they can pass right through you. So if you're being uh, rushed by them, um, just crouch and they'll walk through you. And when they pop out on the other side. You can stand up and start hitting them in the head to uh, stun them and, and take them out. Wow. So uh, that's, that's that's good to know that they, they just harmlessly pass through you. I'll remember that if I ever get to level five. <laughs> You'll get there if you keep playing. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I don't know how that will happen. You can sort of jump up in front of them, can't you? And the the, the fire goes beyond where you're standing. If you're right face to face with them, just keep jumping and firing. Yeah. And yeah, and they- it, it, I'll keep, if you get the timing right, you can get them. But if they move forward a bit and you don't move, you move back too much and you get caught in the flames, so it, it is difficult. That, but I can do it. The thing about this level three rock thing um, with the point pressing, I I thought I read somewhere you had to hit the rock two hundred and fifty six times, which is crazy. But it isn't that much, is it, Pete? No. Um, no. So that that rock tech is is the first big scoring opportunity for for point pressing if you're playing for a score. Right. Um, it's it's only about twelve to fifteen times you have to hit the rock. Yeah. It's the it's the highest merchant. Uh, if you're looking at the level um, vertically, it's the merchant on the the highest vertical plane. Um, it's the rock level with that, and you don't want to scroll the screen too far to the right, or the rock will drop. So make sure not to scroll the screen all the way to the right, and then um, you're just basically hitting this rock that's about to fall on you. Yeah. And for every 15 or so hits, uh, you get a 3,000 point bonus. Wow. Uh, sometimes it gives you 6,000, but uh, if one of the biggest uh, scoring techniques is saving up all your time from level 1 and level 2, speedrunning those levels, basically. Right. And once you get to the third level, um, you have to have the second to most powerful weapon, so you want to save all your gold. Um, I usually skip the second uh, weapon power-up and go straight to the third. Um, and then you're just killing that rock for however, however much time you can spare. Right. And that that's by the end of that level, um, if you do it right, you can have over 300,000 points. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> cool. And you can do it with the skelling, Skellingtons as well, can't you? You can uh, watch your video where you stood, you stood almost on, or you did stand on yeah, top of them. Yeah, you got me on top of them. And every time you're hitting them, because you're hitting them with three three custard knives and, yes. the, morning, <laughs> and the morning stars, you're hitting them four times. And you, is it, what are you getting, 3,000 a hit? No, not three thousand. It doubles it, the points. It, it, it does, yes. Um, so if you're if you're on top of them, um, Pearl kind of broke broke it down in his video. But it, yeah. if if the knife and and the whip thing overlap, then it, it ups the point total. Um, and and uh, that's one of the other big secrets. So you want to make sure you're right on top of them for for the point pressing. 
Um, the other uh, big point pressing um, with the skele- uh, skeletons, I call them skeletons. Uh, if, if, if you, uh, if you don't upgrade your weapon to the, uh, the most powerful weapon, um, the, the final point pressing areas will be worth a lot more because the, the, the flame mace, uh, lowers your point total that you get for, as a base value. So you can still do the point pressing, but it won't give you as much. Right. Mm-hmm. So I, I watched Pearl's video and it's really interesting. It's got sort of some mm-hmm. little bugs in it. So if you mm-hmm. are standing over certain um, monsters and, 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 you know, things that kill you and you kill them quickly, you get double points for them all and you can just do it for ages. It's a good little, I like, I like it when there's a handy bug like that. It is quite mm-hmm. good because when you know it, you can actually use it to your advantage. I do like that. Definitely. And it's, uh, Pearl's really great at this game. I think he scored his personal best has got to be at least 1.5 1.6 million like he's he's up there he's a really great player of this game as well wow mm-hmm. right so we've got a link here to your oh, we've got a few links we'll put them in the no show it's that this is your one ccp at the hardest difficulty oh my lord but it's not it's not it's a seven hundred thousand run in there it's not it's not the world record run it's not a point pressing run uh, if you're interested no. in seeing the 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 run i did at galloping ghost with with the 1.7 million it's it's on the video isn't a direct capture it's just a camera you know over my shoulder but it's um it's on twin galaxies you can see it there cool so yeah got to put, put a link down here somewhere so with with the difficulty level settings we're, we're playing a slightly easier level setting what what makes it more difficult at the harder levels, Pete? Is it is it the thing? Is it like the Japanese version where the the items cost more money and then your your level progression doesn't go up? You, you need higher points to do that. Uh, yeah, the the shop prices are are only slightly less. Honestly, other than that, I didn't really notice too many differences between the level three and the level five. Right. Um, so honestly, the the game seemed about the same to me as far as number of hits enemies took to kill right just the shop just the shop prices seem different that's all. okay maybe that's all they did for it then mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but yeah we were we were playing level i three. yeah level I've, three. i put the difficulties to uh level three because that's what orcade said and twin galaxies said but it's wrong mm-hmm. isn't it that it is that their settings are actually the default which are five right. so we've been playing easier which like Pete says he's not much different. No, it's, it's yeah. not much different at all. And and I think Orcade had just copied in whatever Twin Galaxies said because Twin Galaxies it still says level three, but if you physically have your dips set to the way they have them set, it'll be set to level five. So they're describing it properly with the dips, but in text wrote level three. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, so also I uh, I'll I'll bring this up just just briefly, but uh, my my uh, good friend who. Uh, past who's a arcade uh, regular at galloping ghost arcade his name is uh sean quigley he uh this was his favorite game so i uh, i attached a picture of, of him uh to the to the our little guide here that we're going off of but yeah. he, he's also uh no miss cleared the game and, and it's on youtube um but uh he sadly passed away but uh i do want to uh just say uh you know rest in pixels to sean yeah that is yeah. a sad fact and i was watching the other night his run on youtube that's what i was taking my hints from and he was an excellent player. It was flawless. His game is brilliant. Yeah, he's he's like he he just uh, enjoyed many many games at the arcade. He did, wasn't the type of guy to one cc and high score everything, but he really loved this game. That's why he just kept on it until he kept with the one cc. So I was really happy that he got that. Cool. And no yeah, mean he, feat either. I can tell you that. He, yeah, played the first two levels different routes to what I did, and I thought that makes much more sense to what I'm doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just the first, just little bits on the first couple of levels. Anyway, I got a little bit here. I, I've nicked something off of 
Twitter from your Twitter. Sorry, Pete. <laughs> it's okay. And someone's asked you, Cliff, Cliff, is he a galloping ghost regular? I don't believe so. He's, uh, I think he's like an industry figurehead. Like I think he's developed some of the modern hardware. Oh, yeah, I've, heard his, mm-hmm. I've heard his name. And he's asked you, oh, well, he's, he's put is put on Twitter. Older followers have been playing games their whole life. Do you find it sad or upsetting, as you do, as I do, to find that my skills are waning? And then you've put... Uh, I, I, I Honestly, I don't see them waning. I just see myself not physically lasting as long. I put... Uh, my skills don't... My skills not necessarily waning with age. Experience, uh, in my opinion, counts for a lot. For me, it's my physical body that is having issues that prevent me from playing for longer sessions. Uh, or playing more intense or physically demanding games, um, shmups without auto fire, for example. Mm. Um, another example is Commando. That's a game where like you're you're all over the place and it's you, there's no stop to the action and, and a, a game can last a while. Mm. Yeah, I, I found that with um, there's only one game I can play for a long time and that's um, Kicker uh, Challenge oh, right. Road. Yeah, I can play it for like six hours. I got five million when I did it, or something like that. Six, six million in five hours. Wow. But it's just sitting there for that long playing marathon games. It's just the, the only time I've ever really played it for, for a while is like an hour at a time, and that's getting a million. You can get a million in about fifty minutes, and I usually do it just to you know just to see if I can still do it. But that, and I think Scramble's another one we can play for quite a while. You get a mm. good couple hundred thousand on scramble, and you know that then dig dugs takes a while for me as well. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's the it's the the long times, especially if you're standing as well. And obviously, when you you know you battering that fire button and wearing yourself out, it's the same thing there again. Yeah, I think yeah, it's I, just I, us getting old, isn't it? I think my I think my skills are similar to when I was younger, like reaction time and that. Yeah, I've got less patience with stuff and less concentration. That's the thing. Yeah, silly mistakes. I'm even doing them like a black tire. All silly mistakes, like and like stuff like right old tutor where you're battering the fire button. I can't be bothered with that anymore. I just put it. If you're playing for fun, just put it on auto fire. Mm. I love I love playing Volgus on auto fire. Just play, play, play. I love it. Auto fire, endless lives. Just love it. You ever tried on 1942? Yep, I have. Yeah, It, it doesn't. It's not quite as good. Because the, oh. the I've got to get that you can change the rate of firing in the in main. There's main has got a much more nuanced auto fire settings now, and it you can mess with it a bit more. I didn't know this because I'm not a cheating get like you. <laughs> <laughs> but I do I do like playing it like that. Yeah, I do like playing it when the, I do. There are certain games I do like I've cheating gotta on. Got to get the speed of the fire right on that one. Like Ms. Pac Man speed up. I find that infinitely more fun. Than the normal Pac-Man, I love it. It's still fun mm-hmm. to play. Uh, I think all the all the Pac-Man games have got um, some kind of version with turbo speed, and it's just it's a different kind of game. It's a different game, so I do mm-hmm. like doing that sometimes. Yeah, and also with the shooting, some things I play like. But like the the PC Engine, for instance, it, certain PC Engine joypads which I've got, I've actually got auto fire on them. I've got three levels of auto fire on them. You know, straight out of the box. So yeah, so the Japanese obviously love it, and they know how to play games. So we'll we'll, we'll have it like that. Yeah, I would love the PC Engine. Never had one when I was younger. Oh, I've got two here. I think they are good machines. Very good. So what do we think about the graphics and sound? I think I like the way the main theme tune is kind of remixed throughout the game, adding more suspense and things. It's it. I I think it's the same kind of tune, but it's 
done differently and it's it's very good it's very gothic graphics are amazing varied detailed well animated and colorful and, and like for, for just a dungeon game with a few castle levels they are really varied and colorful and great mm. and there's like big dragon skulls in the background and stuff and Rawr. <laughs> is that a and dragon? Yeah, it's a sort of half-assed dragon? dragon, yeah. <laughs> now, I have things to say. I'm going to go and say them now. Uh-oh. I <laughs> absolutely love the whole RPG action theme of the whole game. Uh, the graphics are brilliant. I reckon they're really good. Uh, and colourful for a dungeon game, as Sean just said. And the sounds are brilliant. I really like the sounds of this game. The whole overlook of the game, absolutely brilliant. Love it. Capcom at its finest. What do you think, Pete? I uh, I agree with you, uh, both of you. It's, I, I think it's it's one of Capcom's best, even though it's kind of an early, you know, nineteen eighty seven. Um, just the control so well. Um, I mean, we're talking graphics and sound here, but uh, I I do like the uh, like you said the the varied themes of each level. I like that there's a separate theme for the dungeons uh, for for that, and every level's kind of got a remix of the original theme, so it gives it like a, a more except for the final level. I think that's got a different theme. Um, but it, it's, it definitely adds to the atmosphere with the uh, the way the sound has been done. Yeah, the animation is great as well. I particularly like that there's a lot of ogres in it, the sort of bog-standard ogres you kill. When you're hitting them, they, they open their mouths like they're screaming. I really like that. It's just a little mm-hmm. tiny touch, and I think it's really cool. The animation is great. Really mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, there was no cabinet art, I don't think. It was a kit. Uh, you mm-hmm. got a marquee, bezel, control panel, side sticker, that kind of thing. It does look colourful. Uh, but not to the standard demanded by the game. That's what Sean reckons. Um, yeah, it's, it's a bit... I like it. I really it I really bit... love the font on the marquee. I love that. I think it's brilliant. Like, yeah, that's good. It looks kind of rushed. But you've seen the flyers. The flyers are awesome. The Japanese one and the... That's, they should have used the flyers for the artwork. Mm, I will put that on the show notes for people to look at. But I think the cab art does the, the, the game nicely, to be honest with you. Yeah, it's all right. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> it could be a lot better for how good well the game. Well reviewed, Sean. That's all right. It's all right. What do you think of that? It weren't bad. I don't know. Uh, rather than PA. What? Got loads of trivia here. Loads of trivia. Loads of trivia. Uh, links. Links. Ooh. Ah. Ooh, Vic. Ah. Ooh, 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 ooh. I went back to the No Quarter podcast, our, fav- our friends, Carrington oh, and yeah. Mike, and they reviewed Black Tiger in 2014, right? Oh, wow. And yeah. guess what? Guess what? They loved what? it. They loved it, and they never got anything wrong. Did so even Mike wrong. like it? Mike loved it. Wow. Carrington loved it. And Arcade Perfect had just done their episode on Black Tiger, so I've linked to that, uh-huh. and also something I've forgotten. We've got tons YouTube of links link. for you people to watch and look at. Tons of links this time. Oh, yeah, that, that's Sean Quigley's link, and I think there's Pete's link, and there's a link to a couple of wiki pages as well. Mm-hmm. There's loads going on in this game. Uh, lots of secrets, which I really like in games. I do like mm. that. And when you find them, your score shoots up, which I found there's at a, the end. There's at least two hidden wall items per stage. Some stages have three, so definitely oh. remember those are at. Yeah. Cool, cool. Uh, yeah, we talked about that. Uh, Charlie Farr, he found a game called Sun Sun 2 on the PC Engine emulator. He's on his mister. He's playing on his mister. Mm-hmm. And he said, you've got, to, you've got to look at this. It's very similar. So as he was looking at it, I did some research and... Okay, perfect. <laughs> did some research and some copied again. Uh-uh. And, and apparently, there was going to be a version of Black Tiger for the PC Engine. 
and it never happened and they converted it to sun sun 2 and it's got hidden wall items it's got zenny it's got very similar kind of things if, if you check it out but it's done with the, like the sun sun kind of monkey style character well i actually did some real research sean i played it last night on my pc engine at least someone has and it is it's bit it's made easier i think for the kids and me um the first sun sun game is a 10p favorite we did that a long long time ago. it's a great little game this game mm. definitely is based on black tiger you've got the rpg elements you've got the the you can get the zenny and go in the shops yeah. but yeah. all the items you you get out of the monsters are all like fruits so it's quite cutesy looking and mm. i prefer sons on i think it's a really cool game and if i did a pc engine podcast i would definitely be playing it i played it last night and i really enjoyed it and i'm going to go back to it but instead of having your your custard knives and your your cloud throwing thing that doesn't do any damage you've got like a big long <laughs> pole so it's based on journey to the west which is the monkey monkey magic mm. theme so yeah. it's really cool and i think your your four friends at the start or as in as in sun sun they get taken away by the dragon or whoever it is the baddie and instead of hitting stuff with your you know the throwing things you've got like a big long pole and you hit them with the pole and it's a really great little game it's really really colorful and kidsy and cutesy and kawaii and it's brilliant everyone should, should check that out on the pc engine it's a great game shame it didn't come out in other formats actually really like I that think- one when we originally reviewed Sunson and we'd said it was Journey to the West, mm-hmm. then we pointed out that the little character's actually travelling east. Yes. So he's got that wrong, any blessing. Left or white, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's only yeah. based on it. Leave it alone. It's a good game. It, it, yeah, he'd like, probably gone halfway around the world before we realised we were going the wrong way. Mm. I bet they didn't even have any aeroplanes to get him back. What no. do you think, Pete? I think you're an idiot. <laughs> so what other games use Zenny as its uh, currency is, is that a Capcom thing then? It is a Capcom thing. There's uh, as far as just arcade games, uh, Forgotten Worlds uh, is the the shoot 'em up with the uh, the spinny knob. Yeah, uh, a lot of a lot of console games use Zenny though. All right, cool. um, yeah, like the Mega Man Battle Network games, Breath of Fire games, Mega Man Legends, that type of game. Oh wow, I didn't know. Oh, that. I've never cool. played those. I've not really got into those. Mega Man is another ridiculously hard game. My yes, wife cool, loved yeah. those on the on the NES, and when I first you know, started showing her games and stuff, she said, "Oh, have you got have you got Mega Man?" I was like, "No, it's too hard." Because I had it on the I had it on the Game Boy, and it's so hard. Love yeah, I, I tried the NES ones just on a emulator, and just kept freezing, save stating them every three jumps. <laughs> yeah. they're, that, they're, they're that difficult. I think they just they just fire these little balls at you, and they're deadly balls. I don't like hit, getting hit mm-hmm. by deadly balls. Thanks. Oof. <laughs> The uh, game was also uh, featured in Ready Player One. Um, the uh, main protagonist, Wade Watts, had to play the 3D version of the game where he controlled the, the hero in a virtual world. Um, so that was not in the movie, unfortunately, just the, the book. Right. But uh, it was kind of cool that it was it was mentioned there. And uh, the, the the main character, or the main, uh, James Holiday, the uh, the guy you're winning his treasure, had a, a picture of a black dragon in his in his background, so that was kind of a clue that Black cool. Tiger was going to be part of the story. Uh-huh. I read that years ago, um, and I, I like the book a lot more than the film. The book was much better. Oh, agreed. agreed. I haven't read the second one yet, though. Is it any good? You read the second one, Pete? I started. Yeah, I'm not meant to get. I have to get that. 
Right, Pete, we've, you've got a, a good bit here, Pete, about the differences with Black Dragon and Black Tiger. Yeah, the Japanese there, there is, version compared to the yeah, Western there is version. there is quite a few really looking at this. Okay, there is. Uh, so um, overall, the game is more challenging. Uh, there's more uh, instant death rock traps. Uh, uh, <laughs> God, <laughs> there is a, a slightly increased uh, prices in the in the shop uh, where old man Sean will sell you stuff. Um, and, free for uh, a pound. Free for a pound. Come on. <laughs> Uh, some of the point awards are changed, um, but the game is definitely still playable. If you if you can one CC Black Tiger and you want more of the same, this is like the new game plus play Black Dragon, and oh. uh, you won't be disappointed. It's it's just the next uh, it's the next step. It's slightly more challenging. I will uh, definitely not be playing that game. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I think one of the biggest differences, and I I um. I, I know you have a section later with things you'd like to change, but uh, the mm-hmm. final Black Dragon um, is worth a million points uh, uh. in Black Dragon. In Black Tiger, he's only 10,000 points, so you don't uh, have much incentive to go finish the game if you're playing for score. You just want to stay uh, killing the skeletons near the start of the level. Because 1942, you get 10 million when you finish it, don't you, Sean? Yeah. Capcom <laughs> like dishing out points at the very end of a game. Yeah, you can get sort of 1.7 million through, well, maximum, really, 1.8 through the game. Yeah. And then... 10 11, at the end. 10 million. Oh, no, I think I think the I think the Japanese lads have got 13 million on it. Wow. I don't think, I don't think it's in Twin Galaxies. Wow. I heard some, some of them were getting 13 million. There's, there's a technique where you die at the end before. You keep all your lives and you die at the end just as a, the main... Yeah, the big plane, yeah. Big planes die and he respawns and you kill him again. That must take so much skill to do that. Yeah. Right, let's get on to some scores, shall we? This has been the most entries we've ever had for a game. Really? Yeah, got 52. Do you know... Our listeners are idiots. (laughs) You can't say that. I can. And I'm not going to edit it out. Fools they are. 54... Really? And Donkey Kong Jr. was was our winner before that with 52. 54. Oh we're going to have to power through these, Sean. Right. Okay. Uh, Rob uh, McRaff, MC Raff, um, 2250. Exploding Pimble Man, 13950. Sean P., 15700. Michael Wartman, uh, 18600. Died directly at the beginning of level two. Wish I had more time to learn the monsters. Fun game. Liked it a lot. Savic. Paul McCasty, 19100. Only had a few credits, but I like this one. I should give it some more time. Groove Furnishings, LLC. I didn't know we actually had a business playing the game. At 19,650. <laughs> uh, Zibble. Uh, sorry if I mispronounced you. Uh, 20,300. Andrew Driver, 2650. A score for the doors. At Rav, who told me today about it, 22,950. Salbug, 25,500. I know Likey. Sorry, it's just not appealing to me. I didn't like uh, back in the day, and I was fully expecting to not like it now either. Gave it a chance and played it for a couple hours. Still not a fan. Can we get a rock-solid classic for the next game? I vote for Puyan. Ooh. I keep I keep going back to Puyan. I, li- I like the first couple of levels, and it gets annoying for me. Yeah, you've, you've gotta, it annoys me a bit as well. You've got to time the, the bullets, haven't you, sort of, as, as they fall down. Mm. It's a really weird game. Pilbo, 26,550. Kitty Ping, 30,200. Uh, Alex and A, uh, 30,350. That's Nintendo Arcade, sorry, that. Nintendo Arcade. Oh, 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 Alex, that is. 
Ah, Alex. Buttons from Cinderella. Do, do, you, don't, do you know pantomimes, Pete? Do you, have, you don't think you have pantomimes, do you, in the US? I don't know. They're like... Oh, God. <laughs> Sean's going to try and describe pantomimes now. They're theatres for kids. They're theatre shows for children, like... Okay. And Cinderella is one that comes on a lot, and Buttons is like a character from Cinderella. Oh, okay, okay. It's like a live-action cartoon from the Disney thing. And, oh. and it's all audience interaction. Yeah, Very kids British love them. Industry. Kids love them. And yeah. Sean, obviously. I've okay. went, went to a few of them, but they've got, got <laughs> off the boil a bit. Uh, is it me saying this? I can't remember. Where am I? You've done 42, the buttons. 250 buttons from Cinderella. And Mark Watno Gravy, 48,150. I think people have found the first hidden thing by now with these scores. Mm. The store, 50,100. Ian Cullen, 51,300. I'm so behind listening due to working from home. No community because no podcast. Some bobbins games recently, but this one seems like it might be a grower. Anyway, hope all the Tempe school regulars are well. We are well, mate. Hope to see you at the club again soon. Tactical Giles, 51,950. Drumsy, 55,250. Oh, great. It has flying bat pinks. Oh, yeah. Is it a drumsy of the, uh, the app? It is, yes. yes. Yeah. Oh, okay, great. Bill Weller, 57600. I've always loved this game. It oozes class, great sounds, and level design, along with gorgeous gameplay. A Capcom classic. Yes, it is. Uh, just a shame I can't get very far. Uh, Majok, 61,350. Virgil's Auntie, Vigilante, uh, uh, 68,000. Virgil's Auntie. We did, we did that, didn't we, Vic? You did that. <laughs> he did that. Chef, Chef, Chef Fats. 73,500. <laughs> Brian Haribo, 83,800. Behold my genius. Matthew Bridge, 93,200. Mr. Messi, messing up the place yet again. He does not learn. 103,250. Never really played this one much before. Not sure why. A good choice. Ah, we landed on Sol. That's handy. 104,350. Not bad for a first run at it, I guess. Need to box <laughs> off level three, though. <laughs> oh, and me, I got 108,250. I got. I went back to it. I was getting like 30,000s, and I went back and found some secrets on it. I actually got to level three. And Whoa. I got killed by one of them skilling, skilling? Them stupid spinning skullingtons. I thought I could yeah. like hit it or collect it and got killed. Dang. <laughs> All right, next, John, Retro Reloader, uh, 112,600. Ross, 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 115,900. He is Jimmy, 121,000 dead. Mark Happy Dude, 124,500. Well, this is a game worth playing. Thanks, guys. It's been a long year so far with the pitch you uh, have been making us play. <laughs> Normality resumed. Well, almost. Pish, pish is Scottish for not very good. Yes. Yeah. Okay. I, learned, I learned a new word. Yeah. Louis Wellham, well played, little Louis. Oh. He's eleven year, he's eleven year old. This he's lad. beat me. One hundred thirty-three, five hundred. Louis did well considering he was on his proper, proper. This was a proper hard arcade game. He really enjoyed it, but he's back on his Nintendo Switch again. That is that lad. It's very good game player. He's going to be even better when he gets older. Uh, Martin Deadlock, one hundred thirty-four thousand seven hundred fifty. Really enjoyed the game this month for the Ten Pence podcast. Old friend of mine introduced me to it in Mame back when Maine was new in the late 90s. Unfortunately, he was killed in a motorcycle accident seven years ago, and I always think of him when I play this game. Bittersweet. Oh. Uh, next, uh, Swiss Liss, uh, 141,000. 
Stuart Time Warp, 246,900. Oh, they're really jumping now. Uh, J Ping Barber, 259,200. Really enjoyed this one. Great pick. The scores look impressive on sidekicks. It must be popular. Only criticism, the rocks are unfair. Need a good memory. But overall, a really well-designed game that keeps you coming back for another go. Chris Smith, uh, MPU. Uh, 270,450. Didn't manage a 300k, sadly. Just can't seem to put a decent run together now. Too many silly early deaths when I should know better. GJ Harris, 274-300. Here's a proper game. I have an arcade board too, albeit a bootleg that's called Black Dragon. That's not the bootleg, is it? He's got the Japanese one, hasn't he? Mm. I remember, uh, maybe. I remember this being in the arcade lots and it took some money off me. That's until the Amiga version reared its head. The Amiga version is not bad. It's a bit amiga colour-wise, so it's a bit muted, but it's not bad. I've been playing it. And a bit amiga Ugh. <laughs> had three or four runs and got stuck on level four on those spikes not a good place to be stuck on spikes no matt neo mk 309,400 largely ignored in the past thinking it was too hard mm. but given time you grow into it capcom of that era with trademark graphics and sound thumbs up old man steve 346,350 lost three lives on the level five boss loving this game never played it in the wild but now i have the music playing my head on repeat Random baddies popping out of the pot, stopping from becoming just a memory game. Yeah, that is, that is good. Mm-hmm. You can't pattern it. That's why I like it. You can't. There's always something different. You can go the same way all the time, but there's always something popping different out of the pots. One punch, Rob, three hundred ninety-one, three hundred. Final score for Black Voxel Tigra. That's a UK car. Before the deadline, can't seem to crack four hundred k and not beaten level six yet. Love it though. We we'll keep playing it until I can one cc. It would be better without a time limit. Oh, I don't know. <laughs> Jeremy <laughs> Riley, four hundred sixty-three thousand five hundred points. I'm glad you got that one. <laughs> Next up, Ed Horse. Uh, <laughs> I'm glad you did that. Four hundred sixty-five thousand. Level seven Cathedral seems like more falling rocks. Love this game. Yes, there's a lot of falling rocks. Yeah, ZX Michael. There's three in a row, aren't there? ZX Michael, 466-250. Enjoyed this. Might keep going and try and get 1cc, but was struggling a bit on stage six. Uh, Mick Prokop, 484,100 points. Oh, Mr. Holly. Nicely done. 531-250. I've never got the most powerful weapon. I just didn't manage to get it. I just kept topping up my my shields so i kind of fluked it to get that far i got onto level seven just kept topping up my shields and yeah i, th- I think i could one cc it, but i just getting destroyed on level seven especially when the ninjas start like they're, jumping out they're so that, that's about my level at the minute i can't beat level seven sean you will mm. sean yeah you are a dangerous weapon oh <laughs> thanks mate i think that's a compliment <laughs> not really <laughs> Neil, 20 to 5, or half past 3, I'm going to call him from now on. He got a whopping 660,200 points. Okay, guys, this is officially my favourite Capcom games. There, I said it. I've spent hours on this recently, in the last three hours solid. I bloody loves it. He went all Welsh (laughs) for that last bit. He bloody loves it. (laughs) Next up, Charlie Farr, 677,100. Never really tried this game properly before. It's a little bit Rick Dangerously at times, but it does have that Capcom magic. Level 6 through 8, I pass much quicker than the early game. The fully upgraded weapon helps a lot, I guess. Missed a ton of points along the way, but it's a one credit clear. Ooh. 
yeah, he's uh, just. I'm sure he could get a lot more points. He's just played it, finished. Yeah, he's back. Next, he's back. He's back on to Donkey Kong on Twitch. I think oh, Michael no. Tillander, twin sticks, shark, tiger shark, jammer, jammer board guy, seven hundred ninety-six thousand. Well done, mate. One CC was really close to a no death run as well, but the very last ninja thought he would not let me do it. Wow. Uh, Rygar, 806,100 points. It's really high scores here. Mike Orwell, 813,850. There's few things in this game that I hate more than the timers and bets. Despite this, and let's not even mention the falling rocks, I finally managed the one credit clear and a score of 813,850. You can scab an extra 30k or so from the earlier rounds by mashing the skeletons. Mm. And number one is Pearl. He, he plays our games about once every six months and, and he always and wins. Destroys <laughs> them, yeah. Always wins by a million. 1,250,100. A nostalgic game for me. Haven't played this in so long. Thanks for the informative video as well, Pearl. Yeah, they're it's, really good. I'm going to try some of them tactics, but. I'm not. It's all timing again. It's all timing. But I did appreciate them. I, I got my score because of some of his help, actually. Pause and sequels. Loads. It came out on everything. Uh, Amsterdam CPC, Commodore Amiga, Atari SD, ZX Spectrum, Commodore 64. It came out on later Capcom Classics Collections. Remix for PlayStation, Portable and Capcom Classics Collection Volume 2 for PS2 and Xbox. Wii's Virtual Console. Uh, Capcom Arcade Cabinet for PlayStation Network, Xbox Live Arcade. Uh, photographic evidence exists of a cancelled port to the Famicom, which was under development. That would have been good. Another mm. conversion was initially planned for the PC Engine, but mid-development the project was changed into a sequel to Capcom's Sunson arcade game, which we talked about earlier, which was Sunson 2. Journey to the East. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. In, in brackets, gone wrong way. Yeah. Uh, the changes and improvements... Right, I'm going to come on on this one. Because yes. everyone thinks I hate this game. And I sort of do. The well, game. Thanks for listening, everybody. Yeah. We'll uh, catch you next time. Bye. See you, the, see you later. The <laughs> game is just mean. This game is mean, right? It punishes you for trying to react to dangerous elements in the game. Early on in the game, you have to eat, hit the weak enemies a load of times to stop them hurting you. There are many traps, and unless you can remember where each of them are, which I cannot, I'm not very good at memorising these things, you're going to get frustrated and rage quit a lot, like I did. Uh, less hits of baddies would be nicer for a star. I would like that on the earlier levels. The boulders need to give you a fighting chance of dodging them. They kept getting me again and again and again, rather than just landing on you and killing you. If they just maybe knocked a health point off, maybe I would be happy with that. And also they laugh at you. I heard them laughing at me when I died. Uh, bats yeah. can go and do one, as usual. I've not mentioned the swear word. We've got on our, our notes here. Because bats are always horrible in games. The poison element, which can be caught from an evil plant popping up or out of the ground. Or think, do the snakes poison you as well? Yes, they do. Yeah. The snakes are pretty easy to, to avoid. They're not, they're not hard to get. Uh, yeah, the plant popping out doesn't give you any warning. You're just underneath you and you got it. So that's a reset moment for me straight away every time it happens. Um, it makes the game just really hard. I, I just kept hitting F3 to start again. Um, I do not like walking up hills, especially with a concrete hippo in front of me. So Ooh. this game, it just was too hard. <laughs> <laughs> it was hard. And as a kid, if I played this, I would have loved it because of the, all the elements about it. It's got barbarians, it's got skeletons, it's got snacks, it's got bats, it's got swords and 
stuff to buy in the shop. It's got everything I like about the game. The graphics are brilliant. The sound is really good. I really like the whole theme to the game. It's just the difficulty, especially on the first levels. If it sort of went up as, as a decent difficulty curve, I could enjoy that more and, you know, understand it. Because it starts off difficult, I don't like it. But Ghosts and Goblins does. And I love Ghosts and Goblins, even though I'm rubbish at it. So, yeah, those little things would make the game better for me. Uh, the levels could be a little bit longer, especially if your hit count was reduced on the enemies, to balance again. So, you know, instead of just running through the game really quick, if the, the enemies were easier to kill off and the levels were a bit longer, I would enjoy that more. That's my only thing, though. Mm. I've, this is my, might be my own not so goodness on it yeah the ability to buy more time in shops that might be good oh yeah because one of the levels is you've got a really pace through. is that level three or four level two i struggle with a bit I'm, i must be missing some, oh, some really? time somewhere yeah oh i can do level two not too bad but yeah buying time would be pretty good most games well some of the some of the sean lookalikes give you time don't they yeah. yes mm. yeah it's, that's random as well isn't it pete i think no no the 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 shopkeepers are either they're either always uh, going to be a shop, uh, an, you know, um, the Zenny or the um, the Gratitude or um, Armor. Armor is one of them. No, um, the no, they're not random. Though they're the same every time. Okay, are they all right? Yeah. Uh, maybe on-screen prompts when the traps are there, like a quick flash, like near the roof when something's falling. Yeah. Because you do get a, you do get an audio, audio, audio sound, which it's like split second. And you've oh, got right. Move. I missed that. I hear the one when the treasure chests have got um, the fire in them. It makes that funny yeah. squeak, and you can jump out of the way quick. That's fairly easy to, to, to you know, yeah, avoid. Like the f- the flames like in the walls. Flames in the walls. Yeah, they're like, a pain in the ass, aren't remember, they? Remember, like, I think it's Dragon's Lair 2 where there's a, the laser disc game. There's a little flash yeah. of where you've got to go, like a split second, and, yeah, yeah. and that's that's where you can get through the game. I don't think Dragon's Lair 1 had that. I'm not sure if it did. Right. But that kind of thing. But but honestly, if you play it enough, you just remember. it just becomes muscle memory, doesn't it, where the things are. That's like, my get- main problem with this game. I don't like learning games. I like to go through them and use my um, my skills to get out of situations and fight stuff and, you know, go back. I don't like having to go stop here, hit that, jump up there, hit that. Don't, you know, watch out for that one coming out the side. That that bugs me a bit. I like to use my reactions to deal with stuff. Yeah. That's, the, that's the main thing for me about this game I don't like. The main thing. Mm. I, I, it's got enough... There's a lot of replayability in it, I think, as well. I, I think we're, we're getting better scores and where, where things appear and don't appear. Some of them are random, I'm sure. Mm. Some of the things. Now, so your brain, be, Sean. I might be completely wrong. Yeah, you I are. Don't know. You are. The uh, chests are random, aren't they, Pete? Some of the chests. Your chest is random. The, the little pots you open, sometimes you get uh, the zenny, sometimes you get time, sometimes there's nothing in them. So that, that's one of the random elements, yes. Sometimes there's bloody mm-hmm. blue blobs in them. That's what they are. Mm hmm. It's like, and, and later on in the game, when I was watching Sean's video, later on in the game, you can hit a, a pot or a chest, and like a baddie will jump out of it. Like, what? I don't need yeah. that. I have a chest. <laughs> that we blue, get. One, of them blocks, one of them blocks appears, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah how is, how is sometimes he the, the, the fire devil. I don't know. Yeah. Oh, that fire devil. He can do one. Idiot. How is that block fitting in a little pot? That's, yeah. That's not physics, is it? No. He's, uh, he's made a sponge. You just got water on him. 
Sponge block. <laughs> Sponge block square pants. That's who he is. <laughs> Anything for you, Pete? What would you change in this game? Because you love it, obviously. I, I do. Um, I would. I would uh, change the American Black Tiger uh, version to have the Japanese Black Dragon final end bonus be the same, a million points for the final boss. So you give you an incentive to to go off and finish the game instead of just a point scab in the skeleton. The skeletons. Yeah, that that is a thing, yeah. right? When I see some, well, I watch a YouTube game. I'm not very good at finishing games myself, but when you sort of finish a game, it's congratulations, one million points. There's loads of zeros. It's quite an achievement to do that. Yeah, I definitely. If I could get that far, getting a million at the end and really up in your score would make you feel that you've really accomplished something. Yeah. Hmm. Annoy. I'm just going to point out the sidekick rating is 7.71 based on 35 votes, which is very high. It's got to, got to yeah, be... Yeah, but you've got to remember, I, I can put my vote in and it counts for 50 votes. So I'll bring it down to minus 15. You can't do that. No, I wish can't I could. do that. Wish I could. Anyway, here is my closing speech on the game, and it begins thus. It's a game I shouldn't like because I don't like memory games, because it's the... Gra- but... It's the graphics, the sound, the level design, the handling that I just love. And I forgive it all its faults because, for me, it plays like a dream. You even start the games with weapons that look like, they look like they've been powered up three times already. But you know they're pretty weak when you get far in the game. So I enjoy this immensely. And, as I said, Black Tiger has cured me of my Mouser addiction. I haven't played Mouser for at least a week because I've been playing this. So I think, you know, cold turkey, Black Tiger, it's working. Right, I'll I'll refrain from the swears which are on our notes, <laughs> but I it annoys me, and not possibly why you think it might do. Uh, the game is really good; it's really really good, but it is ruined for me by its meanness and difficulty settings. And we're playing on decreased settings here, remember? But as Pete said earlier, I don't think the the difficulty settings make that much difference to the game. No. I really like the RPG theme of it. Uh, which is not too nerdy. It's not like health points or that sort of stuff. It's it's buying items and you know weapons and that sort of stuff, which I quite like. It's not over the top, and the collecting and buying of armor. It's, it's a great way to play it. I hate the fact that you have to rely on memory rather than skill, timing, and reactions to avoid dangers. The hit count right off the bat is also unfair. If you think Capcom were dicks with ghosts <laughs> and goblins and ghouls and ghosts, this is them in a really bad mood. I hate to think what the Japanese version's like, but as Pete said, not that much difficult if you're good at this one. I am, because of this game, because of this podcast, I am going to go and play Son Son 2 again because I really enjoyed it. I think it's it looks a much nicer game, and that is high praise because I think Black Dragon looks really... Sorry, Black Tiger looks really good. I really like the looks and sounds of it. And... The Sun Sun 2 game is one-hit monster kills, especially on the earlier levels anyway. And you play a character based on Monkey from Journey to the West. So what more could you enjoy than that? This has got the gameplay elements from Black Tiger, but friendlier. So I prefer that one. That's okay. me. That's me done. I'm out. Goodbye. <laughs> Mic drop. <laughs> what, do you think, what do you think of it? Hey, we, know, we know what you well, Everyone knows I enjoy this game. Uh, I, I've played it for score. Um, I've played it just to, to clear it. Um, you know, 
I burned myself out a little bit trying to, to get higher scores. Um, you know, it, it I, I do find it enjoyable to come back and just 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 play through. Um, it, it's even just to play for a clear. It's forty minute game, so it's it's fun to you know for an afternoon. Mm-hmm. But uh, shout outs to uh, Pearl who's done high scoring runs in first tech video. Um, my my top score on Twin Galaxies was done on an arcade board. Um, that's the arcade record. But I do want to mention that there are players. Um, there's a there's a guy who's done one point over one point eight million. Um, uh, his his main record is on Twin Galaxies and MARP, the main action replay page. Uh, TBT, uh, the big toe is his uh, gamer tag, and uh, just wanted to give him a shout out for having such a great score and pushing the game to new heights. Wow, cool! Shout out to him. So before we do the the next game, which is going to be chosen by our guest, uh, my possible next shows games or early ones i'm going to give people a hint it's going to be one of these for the next one it's i i looked at jolly jogger lasso macho mouse mighty monkey monster bash pon poco and which is zzy xxyz how the hell do you supposed to say that game friends it's going to be one of them so if you want to do some homework and play some of them they are fun games and a little bit janky, some of them. Oh, uh, no. But, <laughs> Pete, put out of, our, out of our misery, because we don't know what this is. It's a secret. What would you like us to play next for the next month, Pete? Pete's pick. Pete's Ooh. pick. Well, I, I've given you a clue already. Okay. And, it, and it's, it's based on the shirt I'm wearing. Oh, nice one. That is good. Darius. Pete is wearing it's a, a Darius, Darius t-shirt. Yes. Which one is it? Which one? Is uh, Gaiden? Gaiden? I'm not sure how to say it. Here, Garden. I'll, I'll stand up. Darius Garden. Fish Garden. That's got a big me- mechanical Close fish up. on it. So we're playing Darius Gaiden. And uh, the the ROM name should be just Darius G. I'll confirm that with uh, for you in a second here. Yeah. And the uh, setting should just be left at default. Um, okay. There's a uh, a slow rate of auto fire. Built into the game, and, and I totally leave it up to you. Up to you if you want to allow external auto fire. Um, it it makes the game quite a bit easier. Um, but it, you know, your call uh, if you want to allow that or not. Should we allow that cheating, Sean? I mean, Sean. <laughs> yeah. What do you think? I think allow so. Yeah. It? If it makes it more of a fun game, let's do auto fire. Is so you got to use the auto fire in main to do that. You got to set it on the cheats. Yeah, you got to use that, okay. or you can use one of the console ports. There's the the Darius uh, Cosmic Collection has Darius Gaiden and it has an auto fire setting you can set in in the menu. Cool. Okay. Brilliant. But the the round name is Darius G, mm-hmm. and it's Darius Gaiden Silverhawk, and uh, yeah, just default settings. Don't don't leave any of this. Don't touch any of the settings, and it'll be fine. Brilliant. Excellent. So you can submit your score for that to uh, vertvic at tenpencearcade.co.uk. On Twitter as hashtag 10 score 10PSCORE, or Facebook as a comment on the podcast post. You can join Sidekick app if you haven't done already, uh, UK VAC, Telepathy, and all the other things which probably won't work. You can try them. But there's loads of ways to get in, in contact with me and Sean. Uh, play the heck out of Darius Gaiden. Uh, the deadline for the score submission is, God, I'm getting into April already, Tuesday, 13th of April, 5 pm UK time, please. All we've got to do now is thank Pete Han, our distinguished guest, for helping us with this one. Thank you very much, Pete. Oh, you're you're quite welcome. It's it's yes. been so so fun to hang out with you, and uh, I, I listen to your podcast every month, and and it's been uh, 
been helping me a lot get through, uh, you know, this quarantine season that everyone's going through. So I just want to say thank you very much for having me on. And I really appreciate it. Thank you very much, Pete. Yeah, I really enjoyed it. We'll have to get you back on again soon. Probably for Darius Guidon, actually. (laughs) (laughs) Um, One thing I was going to say about podcasts, Pete, are you still doing the Galloping Ghost podcast? Well, uh, lately, Doc has been doing one with uh, Tom, who's uh, another employee there. They've been okay. doing more of a live stream one. It, it's not pre-recorded. Um, they, they stream it on Twitch okay. most of the time on Wednesdays, uh, 5 p.m. our time, so that'd be kind of late for you. Yeah. Um, but that, that, that's that's what he's been doing lately. Because um, yeah, I, I used to listen to you and Doc uh, talking yes. about the, the ghost, and that was brilliant. But Did it stop a while back, or I just missed it? No, no, that, that, when me and Doc, uh, did it, that stopped a while back. All right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But that one you just mentioned, it's a live stream. Can you get it recorded afterwards or is it just a live stream? Uh, I think it's just a live stream for now, but that's a good question. I'll yeah. have to find out for you. Cause us lot over here, we probably would like to, to see or hear that, um, as a recorded thing, maybe. Yeah. And there it's, is, it's pretty late. Th- mm. There is a walk round on Twitch that Doc's done. It's in three or four parts. I've watched a couple of them. Yeah, you need to with the Galloping Ghost. It's pretty yeah, his, big. Uh, his cell signal, I think, was dropping in and out. That's why it cut it up into parts. Ah, right. <laughs> so so I think he's going to redo it. So that, that one wasn't complete, um, but it, it's on our Twitch channel right now if you want to see it. That's because where the router is, and you go to the end of the Galloping Ghost, it's about three miles away, so it probably doesn't work that <laughs> yeah. well unless you've got a booster on your phone. Just about. Because it's so big. <laughs> yeah. Right then. I'm going to have my tea now. It's getting late. This has been a long one uh, because we've had a guest on. It's been brilliant. So thanks for listening, everyone. And we'll talk to you in a month's time. Bye. Yes, thank you very much. Goodbye. Thanks again. You can download or play the podcast, read all the show notes, and leave feedback at www.10pencearcade.co.uk. You can email me at vertvic at 10pencearcade.co.uk. You can also reach us on our Facebook page. You can tweet me at 10pencearcade. And you can tweet Sean at Sean Holly. We'd love to hear from you for game suggestions, arcade pickups and stories, or any of your personal thoughts on anything we may have covered. 